Platte River Radio is ready to bring you another great high school sports broadcast. But first, we'll prepare you for the contest with the pregame show, which starts right after this word. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to St. Paul as we continue with the Class C2 state football playoffs as the undefeated Wildcats are at home against one of the preeminent powers in Class C2, Aquinas Catholic. Aquinas has made it to the state playoffs for 19 straight years. For St. Paul, this is back-to-back trips, and they're trying to make their way a little bit further than what tradition has had for them. Meanwhile, Aquinas Catholic, they are, as I said, one of the preeminent programs. They were in five straight state championships, coming away with titles in 2011, 12, 14, and 15, and they finished in second place in 2013 right there in the middle. So this is a program that is used to success. They're used to being here, but they, I believe, would be an underdog here tonight against St. Paul. Glad you could join us here on Power 99. I'm Randy Bushcutter. Joining me tonight is uh, Scott Mollring. And, Scott, again, I think St. Paul is the, the favorite here because they really can run the football. Yeah, they sure can. You know, uh, Eli Larson uh, probably leading the Class C, two with over 1,800 yards on the ground, um, which is pretty impressive. But they have other weapons in the backfield as well. They're going to line up double tight, wishbone, and just uh, try and use their size to an advantage over David City tonight. Um, you think that uh, St. Paul... Uh, you know, they, they've had a good, successful year. This is probably one of their first two, true tests of the year. Yeah, their schedule hasn't been as as difficult as Aquinas has had. That That is certainly true. But they've also ran roughshod over everybody, shutting down everybody. I mean, that's a great defense for the Wildcats as well. Right. You know, if you heard in the, uh, the pregame, Coach Fuller is talking that his team, uh, you know, not allowing a whole lot of rushing yards on the air. And their, their defensive line is enormous by C2 standards. And, uh, they're going to throw guys that are 240 to 260-some pounds uh, against the Aquinas offensive line. So uh, it's going to be a contrasting style, but both teams are going to keep the ball on the ground. And, and when you've got a, an animal in the backfield like Eli Larson is, uh, you, you would think that St. Paul has a, a good advantage tonight from the talent standpoint. If there's an advantage for David City Aquinas, it is in part they come out there with that tradition. As I said, 19 straight trips. They're uh, used to uh, being in the state pl- football playoffs, so this is familiar territory for them. The other advantage I think I'd give them is they have a tremendous amount of depth. St. Paul has good depth, maybe even great depth. The depth for, for David City Aquinas is almost unheard of in C2 football. Yeah, and, and that rolls into what they've been doing for the last uh, however long Coach Minnick's been the coach, you know, 35 years or so. Um, they have their their way of doing things, and they've been doing it forever, so their kids know exactly what's expected of them, and that helps build, like Coach Mimic said, their confidence uh, is just skyrockets when they get to this time of the year because they've been here before. They know what to do. They don't have a lot of flashy players, uh, but they have a lot of balance, and they can, they can throw. If someone gets hurt or goes down or needs a break, they have another kid that they're going to put in that looks just like the one that left the game. Well, uh, Coach uh, Mulring here is, uh, in, has mentioned a couple of our uh, interviews with the uh, two head coaches, and we're going to step away for a moment and hear those coaches as we continue with the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrid seed dealer, 
near you. We're going to step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll talk with the two head coaches, Rusty Fuller of St. Paul, and we'll begin with Aquinas head coach Ron Mimic right after this timeout. My son Ben was very healthy when he was born, and then when he was 15 months old, I realized he had autism. I think all my encounters that I had before I met Ben were meant to be so I could be a better parent to Ben. It's definitely made me a better caregiver and a better advocate for all of my patients because I have a better understanding of the whole life and not just the little glimpse you get when they're in the doctor's office. I chose Mary Lanning because it had a great reputation and that's very much like a family when you work here. What I love most about my job is getting to know the different individuals and families and being able to see that I make a positive impact in their lives. I'm Susie Gregg, Psychiatric Nurse Practitioner at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. Welcome back to the Hogemeyer Hybrid pregame show here on Power 99 with a football team that, uh, well, when you say Aquinas, you know they're going to be in the postseason. Now they're trying to get over the hump of the quarterfinals, which a lot of teams love. But when you make it five straight years to the championship game and win four of them, uh, it's like uh, Alabama or the Huskers back in the day. They're wondering, when will we get back there? And Ron Mimic, who went over 300 career wins uh, this season, joins us here. And Coach, thanks so much for the time, and uh, congrats on another great season so far. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate it. Tell me a little bit about just walking onto the field, and we'll get to this later because St. Paul really hasn't been there, but it says Aquinas across the chest. It has that monarch helmet. That has to be worth something, especially at this time of the season. Well, it is in terms of confidence and in terms of practice routines, and uh, we're always pretty fresh at the end of the year. We're pretty healthy this year, too. That really helps. And, you know, after you've been through it and you've been through, uh, you know, we've been to the finals those five years, but also been to the semifinals 14 times in the last 27 years. So we made a lot of serious runs, and there's a certain way that works for us, the way we play football, and some um, shorter practices, still in all your kick teams every couple days and, and doing things like that. So there's a little bit the kids know they're, be, they're being prepared the way we've always prepared. They've had success in the playoffs through the years, so they're, they're confident in what, in what we're doing, and that, that does help on the, on the field on, on, on game night. You seem to have, and especially for a class, it doesn't matter C1 or C2, as much depth as any team I ever remember at any time, and it's consistent, and that is really key in the run game because you've got so many guys that can tote the rock, yet you rarely have a guy, and you have, but rarely have a guy that's going over 1,000 yards. Where do you find that depth? How do you build that through youth programs and then maybe even keep everybody happy when you have seven, eight guys toting the rock? You know, there's some truth to that. There, are, our youth program starts in seventh grade, our middle school. We don't have many kids that play before that, which is which is plenty good, I think. But you know, you, we play a lot of kids. Like we play 23 kids on offense this year. We're down to about 19, 20 right now. But we play a lot of kids. Um, if they start one way, they don't play JVs anymore. So our JV kids get to play a lot down there, and they're not watching the game because some varsity kids coming down. And we rep three offenses about every day at practice, and that's not 33 kids, but that's still about 27, 30 kids. Some kids have a second spot they rep, so we rep a lot of kids. We rep two defenses every day. We go to team defense, and then we'll rep a third defense every every couple days for you know ten reps or so. So we include a lot of kids in practice. We talk to them about having roles they fill and stuff. We play a lot of kids. 
our, our balance is that all our running backs get the football. Our fullback gets it about 15 to 20 times. Usually we have two fullbacks. Our halfbacks get it seven, eight, nine times a game. And that's our balance to keep kids happy. We don't emphasize individual stuff. At the end of the year, they get their stats, and they, they know what they've done and stuff. But um, uh, they're really team-driven, and, and uh, they're happy for the success of each other for the most part. And uh, it, it, it kind of perpetuates itself in the way we practice and the way we, um, the way we do play a lot of kids. We're talking with Ron Mimic, the head football coach of Aquinas, had a lot of expectations with all these kids, kind of like St. Paul, so many kids coming back, and that just goes on top of that depth. Take me back to opening night. You know that your schedule's as good as about anybody around, but you dropped the game to Columbus Scotus when everybody has these high expectations. Did you have to tweak anything after night number one, or was that just a great battle of two football teams? It was it was a, a battle of two pretty even football teams. You know, they were seven and two and playing in the Class C one sort of quarterfinals and they had a real difference maker quarterback in Palmer kid. He's really good. He was a difference in the game and they beat us. And then we start playing relatively well and pretty well and then we played uh, kind of laid an egg in North Bend. Nothing taken away from North Bend because the last two and a half quarters they just beat us. The first quarter and a half we're kind of pushing them around a little bit and we have a bad snap and a, one drive on their 15 and fumble and lose a fumble on the fourth and one on the Another drive about to the 12-yard line, then another drive with bad, another bad kid just drops the ball in the backfield. So we shot ourselves in the foot. They were playing pretty tough, and all of a sudden, their kids were better than our kids, and they were they were better than our kids. And since then, though, we've kind of had a, a realization that we need to be ready to play all the time, and uh, we're probably we're better because of the loss. I'm not sure we're better at North Bend, but we're better because of the loss. I thought it was a really good article you did with Ron Powell in the Journal Star earlier this week just saying we're not a flashy team and that never really has been the case with Aquinas football. You go out and you're as blue collar as there is out there. Is there anything different about this football team than what we may have seen in the past three, four years or 10, 20 years? Um, you know, we're about 80% the same. You know, we, we, uh, we're, I got a sophomore quarterback now and we kind of limit ourselves there a little bit. Um, and we moved our quarterback to halfback. That's made us better. We're probably not quite as explosive as we've been in the past. One is we're, uh, we're playing most of our seniors play defense, five of our six seniors play defense, and that limits them a little bit on the offense. Like just a couple of offensive linemen don't play much offense. And it's allowed us to be a better defensive team, a little fresher. And we've played a little more. We've played actually quite a few young kids in the offensive line. So we're not quite probably as good there as we have been normally. We're decent. We're solid. Been, you know, and then our fullbacks aren't quite as fast as they've been in the past. So we're, we're still solid. We're not as good. Uh, probably we're not, we're not as explosive, but we're still a real solid football team. Ron Mimic, head coach of Aquinas, joining us here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Coach, tell us about St. Paul. Here's a team that you don't really have any kind of a history with, which was kind of weird because you played so many teams over the years. But what can you tell us about uh, the scouting report? Uh, we know about Eli Larson, obviously, and, and they can run the football. But what catches your eye? Um, they're really big up front, and and the kids are decent too. I mean, they're not just big kids. Their kids move pretty good. Some of their some of their bigger kids move really well. I know they have a tight end, six four, two hundred five, that runs well. Then their other kids are like six three and two forty, and they run pretty well. You know, they run well for big kids. And then the the next level behind them, their linebackers, number two eleven, Larson kid thirty five. Then their quarterback stuff is they run really well. They, they you can tell they're 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 good in other sports. They're athletic on their feet, and they just run well. People really have, have trouble moving the ball in any con consistent way against them just because they're big up front and they're solid up front, and then their next-level players are really, really athletically good football players. 
Coach, I guess you kind of almost answered my last question because I was going to ask you about the matchup on the line. Outside of Owen Schramm, this isn't necessarily one of your bigger teams as far as being up front either side of the ball. You know, we, that's where our guys are 190 and 200. Um, and, and, and we have one kid, 220, a really nice defensive end, uh, Connor Adamy, is. But, you know, they're big enough to do what we do. You know, we're not a big zone-blocking team. We're kind of a, a, a man-blocking team, and we block on angles. So, you know, we're within the realm of what we need to be. You know, we're big enough. I don't know if we're quite big enough, but hopefully we're, hopefully we're big enough to block them effectively to get a running game going a little bit because otherwise it will be a really long night for the Monarchs. Coach, always a pleasure to chat with you, and uh, great to see uh, the Monarchs continue to do what they do. Uh, best of luck, and we'll chat again. Thank you very much, Doug. Appreciate the coverage. You bet. Ron Mimic, the head football coach of the Aquinas Monarchs, and we'll be back with Rusty Fuller of St. Paul right after this on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show on Power 99. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Look Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season. They have the latest performance data to help select the right corn products for each of your acres next year. Results start with industry-leading genetics, but it all comes down to conducting thousands of local on-farm trials to uncover more insights and maximize yields. When it's go time, work with your local Pioneer team to make the most of every acre with Pioneer brand corn products. Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. The state high school football playoffs continuing here on Power 99, here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show, a chance to chat with St. Paul head football coach Rusty Fuller. And, Coach, uh, I have to just say, it just doesn't seem that long ago that St. Paul was on the wrong end, and you guys have really built this program from the coaching staff and the kids to be uh, where you're at today. Do you ever get just a moment to sit back and go, hey, we're headed in the right direction, and this is kind of fun? Well, you know, uh, this is year six for our staff, and uh, we did bring back our, our past captains, uh, I think, three games ago um, to talk to our team about um, what it meant to, to kind of build a foundation for where we're at today and uh, the work ethic that they had to put in in the off season, and, and our kids really bought into it, and I'm, I'm just proud of you know how they have uh, responded to us really pushing them in the last few years and and really they just put in a lot of work in the off season i think that's the big difference when you began this season what did you think you had before you trotted out on the field against central city well we know we had an experienced team we had a lot of starters returning um one other thing that we knew is our team had gotten a lot bigger faster and stronger from last year a lot of those kids were sophomores and are now juniors but uh our leadership has really improved uh, and like i said when you have that much experience returning that that makes a big difference where has the team gotten better than if throughout the year if you've got all this experience you wanted to make sure you get the, some of the fine details but then you can you can probably coach them a little different than you've been able to in the past. 
I think up front, our offensive line is really dominated in every game. Um, our defense is always good. Uh, we, we usually um, hold teams to very few rushing yards every game and force them to be one-dimensional. But uh, on offense, our offensive line has really been able to get some movement. And, of course, we've got probably two of the best running backs in the state with Eli Larson and Jackson Seward, so that helps out as well. Yeah, Rusty Fuller joining us here. That was my next question. Uh, some people believe, hey, it's just handed off to Eli Larson and let's see what happens. How much of it is that and how much of it is uh, what goes on around him? A lot of people are keen on Eli, but what people don't realize um, is we've got Trevor Dugan and Jackson Seward back there. And, you know, you put Jackson and Trevor on any other's team, and they're 1,000-yard back. I think Jackson's getting close to 600 right now. They're just they're hard runners. So when people do start keying on Eli, we're able to go to those other two backs. And, and I think for us that's huge because uh, teams are going to be kind of limited on what they do. Rusty Fuller, the head football coach of St. Paul, joining us here ahead of their game with Aquinas. I think maybe even a scary thing is it's not like you've talked about all this experience, but it's not like you're starting 11 seniors. Right. I mean, we've got, I think, eight or nine juniors starting. Well, sophomores and juniors, I should say. We, we put a lot of sophomores on the field, too. And uh, we do have uh, a few seniors who start, you know, Tanner Maddox, James Cajon, and, and Jackson Seward. And those guys are great leaders for us. We only have um, nine seniors total on the roster, but uh, uh, they're a quiet group, but they just kind of lead by example. And that's really pushing those younger kids, even though those seniors aren't technically on the field as much um, as they'd like to be. Uh, our, off, our, our younger kids really look up to them. And so um, even though they are juniors, like I said, they've got a lot of experience, so they don't play like juniors. Coach, how did you think the team played last week? Obviously, when you play maybe your arch rival twice in three weeks and you really handed it to them in, in week number eight, they put up a, maybe a little bit better uh, tussle until the very end on Friday. Yeah, it was an ugly game. Uh, ball was on the floor way too much uh, from the center quarterback exchange. I think we dropped seven balls. Uh, we were able to obviously recover most of those. Um, but that just kind of knocked off our rhythm, put us in long distance on second and third down. And we're not a very good second and long, third and long team. So uh, we kind of got out of rhythm. Luckily, our defense stepped up like they have all year. And, you know, really we rely on them to win us games. And if we can continue to shut out teams, we wouldn't be in good shape. What is it about the defense, Coach? I mean, is it coaching staff? Is it technique? Is it something that you learned in camp? Is it scheme? Why is this defense so good? Well, one thing we haven't changed is we've ran a 4-3 defense for a few years now, so our kids know the system. But our defensive line up front is huge. Um, we average over 250 pounds across the floor up front, and then you got Eli Larson as your middle linebacker. So we're able to stop teams uh, running the ball. I think we've held teams to possibly under 300 yards total uh, rushing offense all year and so being able to get teams to pass the ball then we get to rely on our all-state corner Tommy Robolesky and our other corner Ryland Berkby and, and Brendan Knapp and and those guys to make plays and I think uh, what people don't realize is we've got a lot of team speed so we're able to cover in space so when we can make teams one-dimensional that works out in our favor. Well let's talk a little bit about Aquinas as we're here with the head coach Rusty Fuller. Uh, a write-up in the Journal Star earlier this week, uh, Coach Mimic saying we're not a flashy team, but boy, they've got about as many kids coming back in the starting lineup as you did, and obviously uh, their pedigree is one of uh, the greats in Nebraska football. What is it about this year's football team that you see from the Monarchs? Absolutely. I think Coach Mimic hit the nail on the coffin there. I almost uh, explained it to a T to our kids. I said they're a very 
average team that's not flashy that uh, do the little things right. Um, they're fundamentally sound. Their technique is very, very good. On film, not one player really stands out for them. They've got a lot of good players that do the right things. So uh, they're going to rely on us you know, making mistakes. So if we don't get in our own way, we're going to be in good shape. I think uh, they're going to have trouble matching up with our team speed. I think that that's one area that we can really – uh, concentrate on also they're not real big up front so um, they might struggle with our size so there's kind of a combination of things but yeah they're a very very uh, average uh, looking team that does a lot of the little things right they're really good in turnover margin coach what's your turnover margin like and you talked about maybe dropping the ball a little bit last week uh, is there something Aquinas does special to force those turnovers sometimes that happens if you face passing teams a lot which you're obviously not Right. You know, they, they do. They rely on uh, other teams to turn over the ball. Uh, if we can take care of our center quarterback exchange, uh, that's really the only issues we've had all year. Um, our turnover margin hasn't been uh, too bad with our with our backs carrying the ball, and we've only had one interception all year with Brendan Knapp at quarterback. So, um, you know, we don't have a lot of turnovers. So if we can sure up that center quarterback exchange, I think we'll be okay. And finally, uh, Coach, uh, back at conference tournament time when I was chatting with Matt Kane Fairbanks, he was lauding how the culture and everything, that word pops up again, how everything was going so well in the fall. They're undefeated. The cross-country team was doing well. Your football team was undefeated. Now you've got the team down there in Lincoln. What's, what's this week been like trying to coordinate, supporting each other, and then taking care of business? It's been awesome. Uh, Coach Kane, they do a great job. I mean, it's unheard of. They haven't dropped a set. And uh, I know that's never been done before with rally scoring. So we wish them all the best of luck. Atmosphere around the school has just been high. I mean, this morning our football volleyball team went and visited um, our Brookfield nursing home. And all those residents there had signs out. And they were cheering for the team. And we had a team breakfast. And, and they'll have a pep rally today. And, and the community support has been 100% so uh, a lot of excitement uh, cross-country teams hanging a banner with a third place finish and so now all we can do is keep rolling and hopefully everything uh, ends up in our favor all right rusty appreciate the time here and uh, keep up the good work with the cats best of luck tonight i appreciate it thank you that's rusty fuller head football coach of the st paul wildcats and we'll be back to st paul with the starting lineups right after this on the hogemeyer hybrids pregame show on power 99 Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. It's time now for our starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll begin, first of all, for the Aquinas defense. It'll look like this at right tackle, Russell Brezina, a foot, 193-pound junior. At right guard is Cottom, uh, Connor Adamley, 6'2", 218 pounds, and a senior. Making the start at center for a, uh, a ill center will be Ryland Cromie. He is 6'3", 194 pounds, and a junior. The left guard will be Paul Burrish, 5'11", 173 pounds, and a sophomore. The left tackle is Owen Schramm, 5'10", 260 pounds, and a senior. The tight end is Jackson Onoroncek, a 6'8", 158-pound sophomore. 
Braden Smith is a 6'1", 170-pound senior. He'll start at split end. At right halfback will be Ben Shanka, 5'8", 147 pounds. The left halfback is Kyle Napier, 5'9", 163 pounds, and a junior. Zach Pandorf will be the fullback. He is 6'170 pounds and a senior. And Caleb Teague, the uh, sophomore quarterback, is 5'10", 149 pounds, making the start here for head coach Ron Minnick. And that's your starting lineup here for uh, David City Aquinas. We're going to step away for just a moment. We'll give you the starters here for the Wildcats when we return to St. Paul right after this timeout. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect a fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bed liners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus, it quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of railroad on first, on the bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bed liner. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. Joe Milner Insurance Agency is your State Farm Insurance Agent in St. Paul and Loop City and proudly supports all of the area athletes. At Milner Insurance Agency, with our auto insurance, we know your car is more than just a car to you. We're proud to insure what gets you home. Get home insurance for the place you love. Property, business, life, and health insurance, too. We have a plan to meet your needs. At Milner Insurance Agency, our mission is to help people manage the risk of everyday life, recover the unexpected, and realize their dreams. Milner Insurance Agency. Beck Tree and Snow Removal Service in St. Paul is a proud sponsor of this broadcast and wish all the student athletes good luck in the competition. Windy weather causing havoc on your trees? Now is the time to call Beck's Tree Removal in St. Paul. Give Frank a call at 308-571-0044. Not looking forward to shoveling snow from your business or home this winter? Leave the work to Beck's Snow Removal Service. Call Beck's today for a free estimate and to schedule your tree and snow removal. Citizens Bank and Trust in Loop City, St. Paul, and Central City recognizes the importance of saving. No matter what your goal is, Citizens Bank and Trust has a savings option that's right for you. Citizens Bank and Trust offers everything you need in banking to keep your life, farm, and business running financially sound. Best of luck to all area student-athletes in the competition. From all of us at Citizens Bank and Trust in Loop City, St. Paul, and Central City. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Now let's give you the starting lineup here for St. Paul on their offense. Brought to you again by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. At right guard will be a 5'10", 255-pound senior, James Caslin. At left guard is a 6'1", 170-pound junior, Gunnar Nyberg. The center is 6'4", 264-pound sophomore, Dawson Fox. At right tackle, a 300, a 6'4", 337-pound junior, Caleb Peterson. At left tackle, a 6'1", 250-pound junior, Nathan Shear. The running back, 5'10", 173-pound senior, Jackson Seward. The split end is 6'2", 170-pound junior, Tommy Robaleski. The other running back is 6'2", 215-pound junior, Eli Larson. The tight end, 6'4", 205-pound junior, Logan Vogel. The fullback, 5'10", 181-pound sophomore, Trevin Knapp. And the quarterback is six-foot-tall, 170-pound junior Brendan Knapp for head coach Rusty Fuller. Again, our starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. And we're just about all set and ready to go. So you've been listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrid seed dealer near you. And again, uh, Randy Bushcutter, 
Scott Mulring here with you. And again, Coach Mulring, you, you, you take a look at uh, David City Aquinas. It's all done by committee. They got four players that have run for over 250 yards. Nobody with those outstanding numbers. But wow, what a season so far for Eli Larson. 1,818 yards on the season. Yeah, we're going to see a variety of different uh, ways that uh, Aquinas is going to try and move the ball. If one thing's not working, they've got other options. Uh, St. Paul's going to be a heavy, heavy diet, I guess. I would guess of Eli Larson. We are underway as the kickoff is being received here by St. Paul. They won the toss, and they'll take it at the 20-yard line and go right up the middle on the return. Nothing fancy about that, but they are able to bring it right out to the 30-yard line. Good field position here for the Wildcats as the kickoff is returned right up the middle here by Larson. Good, good field position to start the game off. Uh, you can just tell from uh, the players walking out on the field, uh, definite size advantage for the St. Paul line. Uh, there's some size over there on, on David City as well, but they're just more bigger guys uh, that St. Paul's going to throw at them to start with. Knapp will be in the pistol. They'll put two wide outs to the right, to the left. The lone back in the backfield here is going to be Larson. They'll put a man in motion. That's going to be Seward, and they're going to run the option. Knapp's going to keep it, go right up the middle. There's a flag down, and he's down at the 39-yard line. Gain of nine if it stands, but that's right at the point of attack, and invariably this is going to be a hold, and that's the signal by the white hat here. That's going to work against St. Paul. Yeah, they had a little short motion out of the slot receiver, and uh, he was going to do a little crackback block, and uh, the defense of the linebacker got up the field, and he just grabbed him instead. So um, it was a good-looking play to start with, but uh, aided by a hold, uh, unfortunately, for St. Paul. So they're going to take the ball down to the 21-yard line. It's a spot foul, so it won't be a full 20 yards they got to get here on first down, but it will be 19. So it'll be first to 19 from the 21. And now they're going to tighten things up here with the formation. They do have the split end on the left side. They also have that wing back fairly close as they'll come out of the eye now. Knapp will pitch the ball out to uh, Larson. Larson, nice little cutback. And he'll be met at the line of scrimmage here by Nolan Eller. And that's going to be a gain out to about the 23-yard line. So that'll be a gain of four. Yeah, and I'm sure early on in the game, uh, Coach Fuller's looking for uh, how uh, Aquinas lines up to their different offensive sets. So they might have, a, you know, like a set play playlist of five to ten plays and formations that they're going to give David City. So again, second and long, thanks to that holding penalty, and they're going to go with the eye formation here again. In the eye is going to be Larson. Nap under center. We'll pull him with the center exchange, and he's going to be knocked back for a loss on the play of about one. And you heard Coach Fuller talk about it in the uh, pregame interview. They had about seven plays like that last week. Well, they have one here. And they were sat down for a loss of two. Yeah, not couldn't quite tell what the, the play action was going to be there uh, um, coming out of the backfield. But uh, like Coach Fuller said, uh, they can't. David City is going to play for their mistakes, and that's what uh, you know. If St. Paul's going to give them opportunities like that, they'll they'll jump on them. Well, it'll be cold, and so with uh, with the penalty and then basically losing a down here in a couple of yards, it's going to be third and right at 20 yards here as Nap. Looking to throw, pocket collapses, and he is down at the 15-yard line. He didn't have a very deep drop, and eventually coming up there and making the tackle, I believe that's Ryland Cromie who makes the tackle. Yeah, good job there, uh, defensive pressure by the, the D-line for Aquinas. Uh, St. Paul's going to run a little fake uh, wide receiver screen and run a wheel route right behind it, but that was very well defended by the uh, cornerback as well. Caden Kozukchek will be at the 50-yard line, and they bring in another punt returner here as the kick is high in the air here by Vogel. It's going to get knocked down by the wind a little bit, and that is going to hit at about the 33-yard line, roll to the 34. 
So great field position here for Aquinas. Now, again, Elm, uh, the, the uh, St. Paul Wildcats won the toss. They wanted to exert their will. The holding penalty, the errant snap, and now a relatively short kick, and that strategy has not worked for them so far. Yeah, th- three out of four plays have not been executed the way St. Paul uh, wanted to start the game, and obviously a poor punt and two uh, negative plays on offense. So uh, they're, they're backed up already with their defense. And they're going to pitch this one. Trying to get the corner here is going to be Napier. Napier will get to that right side. But, again, that defense for St. Paul, very stout. And uh, they unstack things here, and he maybe got back the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. Yeah, it's going to be tough uh, for Aquinas to run uh, straight ahead, so they're probably going to try and do some misdirection and, and get to the perimeter, which has been their forte over the years. So, But uh, St. Paul is a very athletic linebacking core. So they'll run that wing tee, which means they have two wing backs over either tight end and a back in the backfield behind the quarterback, and they can run all sorts of cross buck and uh, sweep action. They'll put a man in motion, and they'll hand the ball off right off that right side, and not much room to go there for the uh, running back, who is going to gain maybe uh, about three or four yards. It's a quick hitting uh, little trap play right up the middle there. Um, yeah, you'd see this offense, you know, out of the service academies in college football. You know, Navy's run that for years and years, and uh, this this won't look a whole lot different than what you see on Saturdays from those guys. Well, actually, it was Pandorf that gained five yards on the play, and they changed the formation a little bit as they have two backs in the backfield. They'll give it to Napier. Napier goes on that right side. He slips through. They had him uh, at about the uh, 20-yard line. Well, excuse me, the 30-yard line, but he's able to slip forward there. And instead of it being no gain, he ends up gaining about three. So it's going to set up now fourth and two. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm not sure how he broke through that. It looked like the play was yeah. dead, and he just kind of scored it through for an extra three yards. Makes it a very uh, manageable fourth down here. Well, it's a long two. And they'll go with that traditional wing tee, but they will split out. Instead of a tight end on the right side, a split end. And Coach Mimic is not happy with uh, something here because he's going to call a timeout. And we'll take the timeout as well. As well. This timeout, as always, is brought to you by... Our good friends at ENT Positions at Kearney, taking care of you since 1994, located where you need us, specializing in you. Fourth, and we'll call it three here on the first drive of the game for David City Aquinas. Still no score. We'll be back right after this. To begin enjoying the money-saving benefits and expertise of a full-service independent insurance agency, start with Christensen Insurance. Their ability to match your needs with the right companies at the best value make them a wise choice for home, health, dental, auto, farm, commercial, and life insurance. For a free quote or to contact Christensen Insurance, log on to ChristensenInsurance.com. In St. Paul, Central City, and Burwell, it's Christensen Insurance. Well, Ron Mimic has changed his mind. Instead of going for it, they're going to try to kick the field goal. And he's got the leg. We saw him warm up here as uh, doing the uh, kicking is going to be Brian Check. And they're going to spot the ball down at about the... 34-yard line, so this will be a 44-yard field goal here for Check. And they blow the ball ready for play. Check is ready to try a 44-yard field goal, and there's movement up front, and St. Paul has jumped off sides. It was third and about, excuse me, fourth and about three, so this will be enough for a first down. Yeah, I, 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 I think there that uh, Aquinas probably saw something on tape that uh, St. Paul might have an aggressive block. So, 
they decided to try and uh, I, I think that was more of a trick play than anything. I mean, that 44 is kind of a long field goal. That's right at their kicker's range. Um, so good job there by the, uh, the the line for Aquinas to hold their hold their ground and, and get the uh, defense to jump offside. So first and 10 here for the Monarchs, and they're just going to pitch the ball, have a uh, sweep to this left side, and there really isn't much room to run there for Pandorf. In fact, Pandorf is knocked down for a loss. Yeah, as good as Eli Larson is on offense, uh, he's probably just equally as active and good on defense. Uh, he swallowed that play up pretty pretty quickly. Well, they gave him a little bit more of a kind spot. I really thought he was knocked down behind the line of scrimmage, but they're going to give him no gain on the play, so it'll be second and 10 here. Ball about the 21-yard line. In under center here is the quarterback, TG. And they'll hand the ball off to Pandor. Pandor bounces off the first guy and is able to uh, get down to about the 20-yard line, so that'll be a gain of about one. That was great surge up the middle there for that St. Paul defense Yeah, as he was lucky to get back the line of scrimmage and actually gain maybe about one yard. Yeah, run the same little trap play that they ran earlier. I'm sure they're going to come back with a, a fake trap and run a little uh, option play off of it later in the game. Well, their best offensive play so far has been a gain of five yards. So this defense for St. Paul is living up to the billing. Wing T formation. And they'll run the option. Quarterback is going to keep it. TG gets to that right side, and he is going to be tackled after a short gain here by Larson. And Larson covered a lot of ground on that play. Yeah, from our angle, you know, TG, he had some room to run. Looked like he was going to get the first. Uh, Eli Larson came in like a rocket out of nowhere there. Uh, like, like we just mentioned, he's uh, excellent on offense, but uh, he looks the part on defense as well. Well, now at the field goal will be actually attempted here. The ball will be spotted at about the 25. This will be a 35-yard field goal. And again, Check's got the leg for it. The holder is going to be Braden Smith. The kick is up. It is high. It is drifting, and it is no good. It just went to the left. He had the leg for it, but it drifted to the left. And so even with the penalty... And the uh, short kick, the St. Paul defense is able to hold, and the defense looked really good yeah. in that series. Now we need to get the offense moving here for the Wildcats. Yeah, the linebacking, linebacker core there uh, really uh, made some good plays on the defense. That's a, that's a big momentum breaker there. You know, uh, David City had the, uh, the false start on the penalty, and uh, you looked like they were going to move in and get closer. But uh, great job by the St. Paul D. And they'll go first and ten here out of that uh, wishbone formation. And Larson, he'll uh, get the edge here, and he'll get off to the right side out to about the 26-yard line, so that'll be a gain of six. And again, he's just a consistent running back with the football, and he gains six yards here. So he's got two carries and 10 yards. Yeah, the, the, the first offensive uh, series, St. Paul was spreading the field and seeing what Aquinas would give him. Now they come back double tight wishbone and they're just going to pound the rock it looks like. Yep and that's exactly what they do they line up in the bone here and a little bit of an errant snap but they are able to handle it and they'll give the ball off here for Jackson Seward and Seward will bring it across the 30 yard line out to about the 32 and that'll be more than enough for a first down that'll be another gain of six. Yeah it's good job there by the quarterback to get that snap back but that's twice out of about five plays they've had issues with the snap so uh, that's got to be a point of concern for St. Paul going forward. Yeah, they need to get that worked out because, as uh, Coach Fuller said in our pregame interview, they had about seven issues with that last week, and that is certainly something you just can't afford to have your timing go off even if you maintain possession. Two tight ends, wishbone. 
Knapp under center. And he'll give it off to his big running back, Eli Larson. Larson breaks the tackle, has it across the 40 and the 45. He's at the 50. He's got one man to beat, runs through the tackle, and then just gets tripped up. He's down to the 32-yard line. But listen to the St. Paul crowd. They know they got that offense rolling. Yeah, great job there. Run a little uh, fake dive one way, run the uh, counter iso is the old play call out of the uh, wishbone look. So you had a lead blocker still, even though you faked the, the run and play going away from it. So a 35-yard run here, his third carry of the game, and it'll be first and 10 from the 33. So again, they'll go with the bone, two tight ends. And looking to throw here is going to be Knapp. Knapp throws. He's got a man. It's there all the way out there, and it's a touchdown. What a great throw as it's reeled in in the end zone right over the shoulder. That was a great catch. Defender, he just had about half a step on him and just right over the top of his own helmet to catch that ball. And that was pulled in by Trevor Dugan. Right over the shoulder. It looked like Dave Casper back in the day, right over the shoulder for a 33-yard strike. Just a little straight hot pass with both tight ends going straight down the field. And they line up with the Oklahoma swinging gate here on the extra point, and they will actually kick the, uh, the ball here as it'll be Seward doing the kicking out of the hold by Robaleski. Snaps a little high. Robaleski is able to handle it. The kick is up. It is between the uprights. No, it looks like it went just a little bit to the left. And so the extra point is no good, but a dramatic five points bank touchdown reeled in by Trevor Dugan on a beautifully thrown ball by Brendan Knapp. And it it is six to nothing St. Paul. They'll kick off here to Aquinas when we return right after this. All lives are unique, and so it stands to reason that a remembrance and celebration of that life should also be unique. Peter's Funeral Home of St. Paul and Loop City provides helpful service. From their useful website, petersfuneralhome.net, to personal consultation, service, and understanding when it is truly needed. Peter's Funeral Home of St. Paul supports the St. Paul and Loop City area athletes. Visit their website at petersfuneralhome.net. Well, our sincerest apologies to the Rubaleski family because that great catch over the shoulder, we could only see the one, and uh, we weren't sure if that was 11 or 21, but it turns out it is number 21, Tommy Rubaleski, who reeled in the 33-yard touchdown reception. And that was, that was a beautiful pass. And then, again, just a small window there caught it right over the shoulder. And so Nam's pass to Rubaleski makes it 6 to nothing, and now the kick is going to be squibbed here just a little bit. Coming right up the middle is going to be Aquinas, and they've got a seam. Out on that left side is going to be Prohaska, and Prohaska has to cut back in. He's going to bring it down to about the 25-yard line and be pulled down at the 23. A great return here by Prohaska as he came on that left side. Just that squib kick, and there was a seam there. Not really a wall, but just a little seam he got through. And by the time St. Paul found an angle, he's across midfield and all the way out to about the 23-yard line. Yeah, just uh, pick up the ball and run and get what you can, and then all of a sudden there was nobody there for St. Paul to make the tackle. So, again, putting St. Paul's defense uh, behind the eight ball here. So they will go unbalanced here as they pitch the ball off on the right side, and Napier trying to get the edge. He cuts back to the inside. He'll bring it inside the 15-yard line down to about the 14, and that's going to be awfully close to a first down as now momentum has switched to a little bit in favor of David City Aquinas. 
Yeah, other than that, uh, the great offensive possession there by St. Paul, but uh, you turn around and give up the big return, and your uh, defense has you know, got some more work to do. Well, that's their biggest play from scrimmage so far, as their previous had been a whopping five yards. Here they're going to pitch it, and they're going to look to throw it. Napier looking to throw. He's rolling out to his left, and he'll throw it back to the right, and St. Paul jumps the route, but they can't reel it in as they knock it out of bounds. Now, again, Napier... No uh, stranger in terms of throwing the football as uh, he's uh, playing running back now but had played quarterback earlier in the season. That is his 60-second pass of the season. Yeah, great job there recognizing that it's a halfback pass. Uh, Rubaleski uh, come and made a play on the ball right at the end there. Just kind of the quarterback just kind of threw it up there. The running back, I should say, the former quarterback. So it will be second, excuse me, third and one here. Hand off to the fullback right up the middle, and that's going to be close to a first down. Just a quick little hitter right up the middle here for Pandorf, and Pandorf gains a yard and a half, only needed a yard. Yeah, the great thing about uh, David City's offense is they see the hole in the defense. They know when they can just run a little quick hitting play like that, just a straight fullback dive, and they might vary whether they run an A-gap or B-gap just to get a, a first down out of it. So it will be first and ten. Ball spotted at about the 11-yard line, so they can get a first down. They will go with a little bit of an offset eye here. Hand the ball off. Napier cuts to the outside, and he is going to be pulled down on that right wing there. Coming in and sealing it underneath there for St. Paul is Robleski. Yeah, they've run uh, unbalanced to the right side uh, quite a bit uh, to start the game off, so they're either trying to get uh, the defensive line to shift off of the center or they're trying to line guys up so they have a better advantage on the on the front. Well, Kozepchek, who we saw return a kick earlier today, he's uh, he's a little under the weather, so they're not using him a lot. They give the ball here to Napier as he comes from that left side, comes across in motion, and he's going to gain maybe about two. That one just took too much time for that quick defense for St. Paul because they were able to close in on that hole. Yeah, just run a little iso play there. Um, you know, they, they're still running that unbalanced, and they've run to the right every time they run unbalanced. So, uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, they're going to set Paul's, something up. They're yeah. setting something up, uh, a little reverse action off of that. Well, we'll see if we see it here on third and five from the six-yard line. Again, TG will be in under center, and they will roll to this left side. TG looking to throw, throws it in underneath, and it is incomplete. He had a man there, but wasn't able to get it to Pandorf, and it falls incomplete. Yeah, just run the uh, the back out into the flat. A good pass, and that would have been a touchdown. To, uh, he threw it in the dirt. Fortunately for St. Paul, uh, they had a guy running a, a deep corner into the end zone, and they had a guy running shallow, and the, the shallow guy was open. Well, both of these two teams with their quarterbacks, you total up the numbers, both of them thrown it about 81 times yeah. through the course of the season. Not a so strength. that's yeah. So it's uh, about eight passes a game, two and a quarter. So now they are going to try to kick the field goal. And the snap is high. The kick by Check is up, and it is good. So Check was able to hit the uh, field goal there. That'll be a 23-yard field goal. And just like that, they cut the lead in half. It is 6-3, St. Paul with the lead after the field goal by Aquinas. And we'll have the kickoff right after this. Great food. Cold drinks. Pulse-pounding action. This is Tri-City Storm Hockey. All season long at the Viero Center. This is the best game in town. For tickets and schedule, visit stormhockey.com. 
This Friday, it's college night. $5 tickets with ID plus drink specials. Saturday, honor and salute all active and retired military for Military Appreciation Day. Tickets available at stormhockey.com. Well, St. Paul so far doubling up David City Aquinas because, again, that defense able to make the big stop once they get down near the goal line. They made a couple of uh, red zone stops here has the St. Paul defense. And Aquinas has to settle for the uh, field goal here for Check, who will kick it off here from the 40-yard line. 6-3, St. Paul has a lead on their home field. And, again, that drive was set up by a good kick return. We'll see whether or not St. Paul can answer with a good kick return of their own. That will be picked up by one of the upbacks on that left side, and that's going to be Seward. Seward trying to get to the wall here. will run through, and he's going to be uh, brought down as he brings it across here midfield. Actually, that was Hunter Gavitt. Again, I saw a two, but I didn't see the yeah. six initially. So Gavitt will bring it across the 31-yard line, and that's where St. Paul will set up shop here a little bit. And again, they just want to stuff it right down Aquinas' yep. throat. And here would be a good opportunity to do it here as they're 69 yards out. Yep, that, they have the advantage up front. Uh, they showed it on the last drive. They got into the wishbone, and uh, I'm sure we'll see more of it. That's exactly what they line up for here. They've got a couple of tight ends as they come in the bone. Nap under center. We'll give the ball off to his uh, tailback. And busting through the hole is going to be Larson. Larson is forced out of bounds after he crosses midfield at about the 46-yard line. So he gains 23 yards there to go with a 35-yarder last time he carried the football. Exact same play that they ran the last time, a little counter iso off the right side. Uh, Aquinas kind of looks like they're watching more than they're playing and reacting at this point. Uh, So they're kind of seeing how, instead of moving, they're kind of just watching the the play. And when you got a guy as explosive as Eli Larson, he just takes off. Well, Larson with... uh, 58 yards in the last two carries, and they'll give the ball this time to Seward. Seward on that left side cuts back inside. will bring it out across the 40-yard line down to about the 39, so that'll be a gain of seven for Seward. Yeah, same same type of look. Uh, finally run it the other way to Seward. A little counter iso action, fake the fullback one way, give to the back, and Eli Larson ended up being the lead back on that. Coach Fuller mentioned that in our pregame interview. You, know, not, you can give you a steady diet of Larson, sure, but there's a lot of... Action you're going to get from Jackson Seward. He's pretty good running back, and so is Knapp. And again, they'll go with the wishbone formation. Second and three. Hand off to Larson. Larson power running right up the middle. He'll bring it across the 35-yard line, down to about the 34. That'll be a gain of five, and that'll move the sticks. Another first down out there as the chain gang. Moving the chains just like car towing repair will do for Europe. You stranded on the side of the road, no matter where. They'll get you home. First and 10 here for St. Paul. Yeah, they go counter ISO, counter ISO. Then they run the double ISO. So they're trying to keep this in between the tackles. And, uh, you know, they're, they're content with getting four or five yards and then waiting for a big play to happen. There's a couple of big kids out there for Aquinas, but just a size advantage. And, and the big kids move. It isn't just lumbering slow action there. That line is very athletic. And they're going to break the bone here a little bit as Seward will come across in motion. They'll fake the handoff and nap. Running for dear life is going to be sacked down at the 40-yard line. So that's going to be a loss of about five on the play. Aquinas was ready for that. Yeah, uh, nice little. They were going to run a, a little flood route with uh, three levels. Uh, the back turned into the, the wide receiver there. Um, but Aquinas was all over that. And uh, good play for the Aquinas defense. That'll be a loss of six. So now it'll be second and 16. But we'll have to wait until we have the second quarter because that's the final play of quarter number one. St. Paul with a 6-3 lead here at home. They'll face second and 16 when we return to St. Paul right after this timeout. 
trust has earned over generations, not seasons. For over 165 years, the Rank family's been earning that trust where it counts the most, in your fields, and yields, they don't lie. With over a 1,000 top finishes in first and state trials over the last three years, Rank Seed proves its value through superior genetics and production. One family, seven generations, all working for your success. Rank means results. As times have changed, so have our customers' needs. Gary Michaels Clothiers and Hastings meets these needs with the largest selection of fine menswear between Lincoln and Denver. Our mission is to provide our customers with a complete selection of quality, tailored clothing, accessories, sportswear, and to deliver an uncompromising level of service. And for the ladies, Gary Michaels carries Brighton jewelry, handbags, and footwear. For casual to professional menswear, shop Gary Michaels in downtown Hastings and on the bricks in Kearney. Well, St. Paul here, second and 16. They will come out of that wishbone formation, kind of an offset eye. Larson is behind Knapp, and they're going to hand the ball off to the fullback coming right the middle, and that's Dugan. Dugan slips through there, brings it across the 35-yard line down to about the 33, so that'll be a nice gain of about eight. They get half of what they needed there on second and 16. Yeah, I think Coach Fuller probably decided maybe we were a little too cute on first down. Throwing the ball, we only throw it eight times a game. Maybe we should go back to the ground game. Nice little uh, trap there to the fullback. Well, 43 degrees, about 7-mile-an-hour wind. It's a nice night for football. Our field conditions brought to you by Impact Ag Partners. More about that here in a moment. As they will offset that eye again, will be Larson in the eye, and they'll fake the handoff to the fullback. Pitch it out here to Larson. Larson with a spin move across the 25-yard line, and uh, they'll uh, mark him down at about the 22, so that'll be a gain of 11, and that. We'll move the sticks yet again. Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weegis and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. Impact Ag Partners and Pioneer Seed, science with service, delivering success. And certainly Eli Larson delivering success there. That was a great spin move to get himself open. Yeah, nice little beer-looking play there for uh, St. Paul. Ball spotted at the 23-yard line here on first down. A pure eyes. They hand off underneath. The Dogan Dugan will break one tackle and take it down to the 10-yard line, just outside the 10. So it'll be first and 10 at the 10 here after a nice little gain of 13 for Dugan. Yeah, when the when Aquinas starts looking to see where Eli Larson is, uh, the whole action of the play was looking like it was going to be a toss to, to Eli, but... Uh, Right underneath, a nice little inside trap play there. And that's exactly what Rusty Fuller said. You start keying on Eli Larson, we can hit you with the one or the two punch. Here they're going to go out of the wishbone. And they'll hand off here to Seward. Seward turning the edge. He'll get it inside the 10, but he's, that's about all he's going to get. He'll get down to about the nine-yard line. They just kind of ran out of real estate. They kept extending the play, and Keegan Levicki was able to force him out of bounds. Yeah, the play's designed to go uh, inside the uh, tight end there. But uh, just a couple of missed blocks and uh, just kind of pushed it to the sideline uh, so Aquinas could make the play. Second and a full nine here, maybe even nine and a half. As uh, I take a look at the uh, yard marker over there, they didn't move that a whole lot. And so second and ten. Second and nine, rather. A little cross-buck action. Give it back out to Seward. Seward breaks a tackle, slips to the inside, and it gets inside the pylon for a touchdown. A nine-yard touchdown run here for Jackson Seward, the first TD uh, for for him on the ground here tonight. He's got seven on the season and a five-points bank touchdown here for St. Paul 
as they'll try to extend this lead here. Now they line up very quickly in this Oklahoma swinging gate formation, and we'll see if they decide to kick it or go for two. They missed the first extra point. And it looks like they're going to line up for the traditional kick here. I don't have much time to write down the no. touchdown because they might snap they might, that about might, seven seconds after the touchdown. Yeah, might toss it right out. So Jackson Seward will line up here for the extra point. And we've got to delay a game. I'll back him up five yards, but that's not... Yeah, not, St. Paul was just uh, looking to see what uh, Aquinas was going to do, how they were going to line up against that swinging gate type of uh, extra point there. Uh, the, biggest, the biggest issue with that, uh, why teams do it, is to make the other team practice it and waste time in practice on it. You might kick it every single time, but the other team has to prepare for it. Well, again, after getting the touchdown, now Seward will try to get the extra point. High snap. We'll put the foot into it. He's got plenty of leg to get it there, and it is true right down the pipes. And so he hits the extra point, and so it's now a 13-3 lead, a 10-point advantage here for St. Paul after not only the uh, extra point, but Jackson Seward also with a five-point spank touchdown. Ten-point Wildcat lead when we return right after this. The Big Rack Shack is a one-stop shop for all your storage needs. Stop by their 15,000-square-foot showroom at 3210 Antelope Avenue in Kearney. From heavy-duty pallet racks to lightweight garage shelving, they have a wide variety of industrial-quality shelving that will last a lifetime. With the Midwest's largest selection of heavy-duty steel storage cabinets, workbenches, carts, vices, and more, you can find them on the web at BigRackShack.com or give them a call at 308-234-4464. Presenting sponsors of our high school football playoffs include Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and in Sutton, and Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. And uh, again, a very busy man here as the latest Jackson Seward. Not only did he run the last two plays on that drive, but he also kicked the extra point. Now he'll kick off here for the Wildcats with uh, St. Paul, I don't want to say starting to take control, but they are up 13-3 to now. And they've exerted their will. Yeah, you know, like I mentioned, I think David City is just kind of looking to see what's happening on uh, defense instead of reacting when the ball snapped. The ball is rolling on the ground and picking it up here is going to be Napier. Napier trying to get that left side, and they are not able to set up a return at all. And again, you kind of see the strategy here as they don't want to just kick it to uh, Aquinas in space, and they roll it out there, and Jackson Stewart rolls it out to about the – 20-yard line, and they only get about a three-yard return on Yeah, just a lot of lateral movement there. They know that uh, Aquinas probably runs a kick return to their sideline every time, uh, so they want to kick it opposite towards their sideline and, and make Aquinas really work to get to the wall. So first and 10 here for the Monarchs, and they'll go with that wing tee. Napier coming across in motion, and they'll hand the ball off to the fullback, and he is going to be stuffed. But then the quarterback will take it out of his belly and then run with it. And so, well, first of all, blowing up the play initially for St. Paul was Nathan Shear as he basically took the, uh, the running back out of it, and then Knapp ran and tried to get what he could, and he got two yards out of it, which actually is pretty, pretty successful there by your quarterback. Yeah, it could have been a negative one or negative two type play for the, the quarterback to get I, out I misspoke. It's yeah. TG, this quarterback, and he gained about two yards. Wrong quarterback here. TG's going to roll out. Look to throw the football. Pressure's coming. He throws it in underneath, and it's going to be a skip pass. But they are going to call a late hit here on the quarterback. And, again, we don't like to throw kids under the bus here being called for a, a late uh, late hit. And they're going to say targeting. 
on the hit. So a little bit of a blow to the head of the quarterback. And it wasn't a late hit. It's just going to kind of mattered where yeah, it was the, at. Yeah, the quarterback kind of, I mean, the, the pressure was coming like a missile, but uh, the quarterback kind of <laughs> fell down and was thrown it as he was getting lower to the ground. So I don't know if it was intended to be a targeting, but it ended up being that way because the quarterback went down. But uh, great coverage there to, to force an errant throw. Uh, yeah, and again, I want to protect kids. I do. Yeah. I want to protect them, but I, I just don't know what you're supposed to do to prevent that call from going against you. As it is, it'll be 15 yards, and it'll be first and 10 here for Aquinas. And they about half the line moved, half the line didn't. And so this will be a snap infraction. Looked like the center forgot to snap the ball there. Uh, had some nice pullers. They had a jet motion going with one of their wingbacks, and the uh, ball never got there. So that'll set now first and 15 after that 15-yarder. The ball being spotted at the 34-yard uh, line now. That's the way math works. It was at the 39. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty important drive here for David City. This is the first time they've started on their, on the wrong end of the field for them. They had two short fields early on in the game, a missed field goal and a made field goal. So this is, you know, long drive is uh, something they're going to need here to stay in the ball game. And we got another whistle, and this time it's going to be a timeout. So David City is forced to call the timeout. Another timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994, located where you need us, specializing in you. And it will be second and long here for David. It's going to be first and 15 here for David City when we return right after this. Whether it's a car accident, storm damage, or fire, when the unthinkable happens, it doesn't matter if you save money in 15 minutes. In this moment, it doesn't matter if your neighbor has the same insurance you do. In this moment, what matters is that Barney Insurance, your independent insurance agent, and the company that stands behind them have you covered. Auto Owners Insurance, the no problem people. Contact Barney Insurance. Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Or log on to BarneyInsurance.net. Welcome back to our broadcast booth, brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road bringing you the play-by-play. Carney Towing and Repair is on the road bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-doing towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair when you need us. We'll be there. First and 15, as the last two plays have had flags involved. And we'll see what Aquinas can get done here on first and 15. And again, they start with the wing tee. They pitch it out. And rolling out to this right side is going to be Levicki. Levicki gets the edge turned and is going to be hit out of bounds after he brings it out to about the 45-yard line. Not a bad play here as they gain about 10 or 11, and it'll set up now second and four. Yeah, they ended up with a, an unbalanced line, a wide receiver, uh, the, the, the running a water back boy. Up. Yeah, they had uh, it was student body uh, to the right there, and it thought, I thought St. Paul might have a chance there with their DN, but he just. Uh, didn't quite get up the field soon enough to make a play on it. Well, they had a couple of guys blocking him, too. and That, that was a well-designed play here for Aquinas. As, again, they have the two wing backs, and one of them comes in motion here, and they're going to pitch the ball off on this left side, and they'll try to get the edge turned over there, and uh, spinning around and getting it up for the first down at the last moment is going to be John Prohaska. Yeah, same play, running it to, to the opposite side, unbalanced line, wide receiver, Everybody in motion in the wide receivers. Uh, they decided they, they haven't been able to block Eli Larson yet, but they put two guys on him there, uh, kind of a, a double crack on one guy, and uh, that's how he got the first down. So Prohaska with the uh, 
with the first down here. They're just short in midfield by about the length of the football. And they'll hand the ball right up the middle, and they stuff it. In fact, St. Paul's ripping at the football, and it stays in the hands of Aquinas here. But, boy, that was that was a little touch and go there for a moment as Levicki was having the ball wrestled out of his hands there by Dawson Fox. Yeah, they, they run the same looking play again instead of running it out wide and giving it a toss to the fullback. Instead, that time, they, they were anticipating a lot of flow by St. Paul uh, so they could run inside, but uh, St. Paul didn't bite on it. So it will be second and 10 for midfield. And again, they'll put a man in motion, fake the handoff, rolling out here is TG. Pressure coming. TG is going to be pulled down. He was able to elude the first one, but couldn't get out of the hands of Trevor Dugan, and that'll be a sack here for the Wildcat defense. And it looks like they got a hold on top of it, too, so uh, a double whammy. Decline this one. I would think take, so. Take the sack. Take the down. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to have him repeat the down. You're going to be about the same yardage, yeah. Coach Fuller's over there waving it off as hard as he can. That's because you had good defense there. Yeah. You know, I think they may have even held Dugan himself, and he ended up making the sack of TG. No, third and long, second and long for both of these teams. Uh, passing game is not, not, not in their forte. Yeah. So uh, especially more so even for Aquinas. Uh, St. Paul can come out and spread looks and, and throw, you know, routes at you, but uh, it's not a strength of, of David City. Well, there's a couple of players you can give the ball to in space, and it'll look good. TG's going to roll out to his right. There's pressure coming, and he'll cut back to the inside, breaks one tackle, and he'll be brought down after a short gain on the play. Coming all the way across the backside, making the play is Caleb Peterson. He pressured him on the right side and just followed him all the way around. That'll be a short gain here for DG, but it's going to be fourth and punting situation yeah, for Aquinas. Nice pursuit by the D-line, and I tell you what, uh, Eli Larson is all over the field on defense tonight. He is not making every tackle, but he is making a play on the on the ball every time, whether it's uh, forcing a guy inside or missing. Just, he almost had the tackle on that play as well. High snap. Napier will put the foot into it. Looking for the uh, football over there is uh, Gravit, and Gravit is going to get away from it because it's going to be well short. And they're just going to let that die. And they're going to mark it dead at about the 29. Didn't see exactly where they marked it. They moved the ball before I got it picked up. They'll be in that neighborhood anyway. Yeah, yeah it'll be, we'll call it the 30. Not not a great punt, obviously. That was only about a 14-yard punt or so there. So uh, uh, good. Uh, you know, we're at the 30-yard line. you got 70 yards to go for St. Paul. Uh, They've uh, been in control of the game uh, offensively in the last couple drives, so they're going to look to keep doing the same thing. Well, and plenty of time here. They still have all three of their timeouts left with 6.20 to go. Time not really a factor. They're going out of the wishbone, and they'll hand the ball off to that uh, tailback right up the middle, and that's going to be Seward, and Seward will bring it across the 33-yard line or so, so that'll be a nice gain of about three. They've really, uh, really picked up on something. Uh, they've run a lot of counter isos, fake one way and run back the other. Um, so, uh, you know, there probably is going to be a counter iso pass off the deal here at some point. Um, a lot of attention is being paid to Eli Larson. And rightly so. Yep. Averaging 181 yards a game. And he's been tearing it up here today. They're going to go with an offset eye here, kind of a wing eye. And they'll hand it off to the uh, fullback coming through. That's going to be Dugan and Dugan. He's going to gain about three. Again, neither one of these two plays have been fancy, but you're right on schedule. Yep, you're uh, you're setting at uh, third and medium. Um, you know, you've got a workhorse in the backfield, so uh, 
he hasn't touched the ball once on this possession, so maybe I'm kind of guessing he might have a chance at it on this one. Well, actually, they marked Dugan down with that knee right at the 35-yard line, so this is a full five yards that they've got to get here. Internet streaming of our high school games on Plant River Radio Group of Stations and at PlantRiverPreps.com is brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and at Lincoln. So third and five, pistol formation, Larson behind Knapp. Knapp is going to pitch it to Larson, and it's going to miss the target. It's on the ground. Aquinas acting like they've got the football, and they do. Yeah, that was one of the, the things that Coach Fuller talked about is keeping the ball off of the turf. Um, that's the third time that they've uh, had a miscue tonight. Uh, so they're, they're running the same play they ran first play of the game, a little nice little motion to do a crackback block and run a little sprint off option off of that. Um, they had something there if they could have got the pitch out. But uh, good job by the Aquinas defense to uh, close down and uh, make a turnover. Well, you sometimes see a shortstop do that, trying to turn the double play, the double clutch, and that's kind of what happened there for Knapp. So Aquinas will have the ball at the 34-yard line. Again, good field position. And keeping it, here's going to be T.G. T.G. gets to the outside, and he's going to get a gain of about four. There was space there, but that space was closed quickly by Robaleski. Yeah, great job there by Robaleski to step up and make a tackle. T.G. had some room to run. That's just a dive or keep. Uh, a play for Aquinas, and he kept, and he, he looked like he had some space, but uh, excellent job filling from his corner position. So four and a half minutes to go here before halftime. It's already 13-3. to St. Paul with the lead, and they're trying to hold on to as much of that lead as they can here. As, again, they go with that wing tee, but they have a split out to the right. Quick little dive to take it out of the belly. TG's going to keep it. And he'll be close to the first down marker here as he's going to gain about five yards. Yeah, kind of same-looking play there. Instead of uh, taking it out wide, he, he ducked it up inside, uh, follow a, a blocker there, kind of a midline-looking play. Uh, so sets up a, a third and short. This is definitely right in uh, Aquinas' wheelhouse of plays where they can run a lot of different things from. Look for a nice little quick, hit, quick hitter to get the first down. Yeah, you can slant in. Either one of those wingbacks. Well, they're only going to go with one wingback on the side. They're going to run that direction with Napier. Napier's not going to get there. He's going to lose a couple of yards. The hole closed quickly. They extended it, and then closing the door is Eli Larson. Uh, just uh, flying through from his linebacker position there and making a loss of, gosh, about three and about a half. Three yeah. Almost four yards. So instead of fourth and one, if you don't get anything there, now it's fourth and four. Uh, and a long four at that. And it's decision time. They got a kicker that probably could hit it, but I think they're thinking they, they can't make a living kicking yeah, field goal. This would be right at that 45-yard range for field goal and uh, probably on the borderline, yes or no. So yeah. uh, if, you don't know, if you don't know if he can make it, you might as well go for it. So Shonka is in the uh, backfield here, and rolling out is going to be TG. TG throws it on his right side, and it is incomplete. Robaleski there on the coverage. The pass goes off the hands of Braden Schmidt. Smith. That was a very small window, and Aquinas unable to uh, throw a completion so far here in the football game. They're 0 for 3, and that'll be a turnover on downs after the turnover for St. Paul. So that eats a little clock here yep. for St. Paul, but they still have 2.53. And, still got uh, your timeouts. You still got your timeouts, and most high school touchdown drives take – about two and a half minutes, so they've got time. They can still afford to run the wishbone, and that's exactly what they're going to line up in here. Knapp will be under center. And he will hand the ball off for Larson. Larson on that right side. 
goes off tackle and then bounces to the outside. I think that's the the right one button on my controller <laughs> on my on my game console there as he just kind of slid through there very quickly in a gain of about eight. Yeah, nice little uh, off tackle power play there. Um, you know, they're they've got plenty of time to. I think St. Paul might feel like they've just gotten a little like they've they've there's there's plays that they've seen on tape, just haven't been able to to accomplish yet. He did get out of bounds, so that will stop the clock with 2:45 to go. And off right up the middle, it'll be enough for the first down. We'll stop the clock to move the sticks after a quick little hitter here by Jackson Seward, gain of about three. Yeah, to finish my thought there, I, I think there's some plays that they've seen on tape that they've tried to use, and they, they're probably there, but just poor execution hasn't done it, and they've gotten them off schedule. So I think this drive, it's going back to what they're really comfortable with and just pound, pound, and pound. Well, I get the sense St. Paul is, would feel like they're not playing their best game, but they are a better football team than Aquinas. I don't think there's any question. Just short of the 40, first down here. They'll run the option, give that to the uh, fullback coming through, and they'll get to the line of scrimmage and no more. That was closed very quickly there, and a timeout being taken after Trevor Dugan gains maybe a half of a yard. So timeout being taken here by St. Paul with 2.13 to go in the second quarter. They lead it 13-3. to They'll have second and 10 from the 39 when we return right after this. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. And welcome back. Our timeouts, as always, brought to you by ENT Physicians at Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. And again, we alluded to it earlier that Caden Kozukchek, uh, one of the leading rushers, but again, they do it by committee for Saint uh, for uh, David City Aquinas. He's a little under the weather and not playing, and neither is uh, their their previous uh, starting uh, centers here. So a couple of minor injuries brought to you by our Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back to the game of life location near you there's our injury report so first and ten wishbone little counter here right up the middle is going to be dugan dugan coming from that right side cutting across to the left he's going to gain just a little bit short of four yards on the uh, excuse me a little bit less than five yards on the play good push there by the d line of aquinas the, the play was a positive game for st paul but it didn't look like the timing was all right and that's that's because the the nose guard there did a, a nice job pushing through so they will uh, break the bone here a little bit, put Seward out on the wing on this left side, and drop him back to pass is going to be Knapp. Knapp is going to elevate it. Rubelaski out there, comes back for the ball, and it's going to be knocked out of his hands. Good defense there by uh, by the guy we just talked about not playing offense, uh, and that's uh, Kozakchek. Yeah, and he had that covered the whole way. It's a little bit uh, underthrown. Uh, Rubelaski had a play on it, but uh, so did Kachuk. I can't say that. That's pretty. That's pretty tough. I I had to look. You're gonna I, have to, I did. I had to look. You're gonna have to keep playing that one. Caden Kozukchak. Kozukchak. It was a nice play by Caden. So a punting situation here. So a good snap. Logan Vogel will kick it, and they're gonna let it get past him. It's gonna roll inside the ten, down about the five yard line. Vogel with a great punt goes all the way down to the four. That'll be a 52 yard punt with no return. That's getting it done. Leaves Aquinas a long ways to go. Uh, not not one of their strengths as an offense that they've so, shown so far this game. Well, and a reminder, they've, they've burned a couple of timeouts. They yeah. only have one timeout left. 
So I think this is let's just try to get the locker room. And that being said, you know, St. Paul, Paul, take some timeouts here. You you, you might. We'll see what happens. Obviously, it's got a lot to do with what happens here on first and 10 from the four-yard line. Break out my binoculars because that's tight quarters in there. Knapp will hand the ball off to his uh, tailback there, and just going right up the middle is uh, going to be Pandor. And I think if you're Coach Fuller, you let the clock run on first down and uh, maybe call a timeout on second down if it's still uh, if it ends up being third and long. Well, that's a, that's a, a gain of six. And again, if you're Aquinas, you're just wanting to milk the clock here a little bit. If you gain 26, you might have different plans. They actually will have two backs, so they're not in that wing T here. And they'll bring a man across over on that left side, and he breaks through. Rubaleski's going to pull him down at about the 20-yard line. So that's going to be a gain of 13 on the play. And there's uh, Aquinas running a little uh, counter-iso type action as well. Still both teams probably pretty content with 45 seconds to get to the half unless Aquinas breaks a, a long run here. So we're at 39, 38 seconds to go here before halftime. First and 10 here for Aquinas as the ball is now out at the 20-yard line, and they're trying to run kind of a, almost looks like a bootleg there as they hand the ball to a running back, and he put it on his hip for a little while, and Napier will bring it out and gain about uh, six yards. I think they're going to run their little uh, inside uh, counter-reverse play, hand off to the fullback, and he immediately hands it off to the wingback running inside of him there with a couple blockers in front, but uh, bobble of the, of the mesh there. I think it ended end up on his uh, hip because he bobbled it. You're right. And they're going to milk the clock. And the clock is all the way down to triple zeros. And so Aquinas is able to uh, eat up the last little bit of the clock here. But the football game really has been controlled by St. Paul. They have a 13-3 lead as they head into the warm confines of their locker room. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll be returned to St. Paul right after this community. It's a place that means coming together. A place where the smiles are warm, handshakes are firm, and the day's work is honest. Buffalo County Farm Bureau is hometown proud. Nebraska's economy is fueled by Nebraska agriculture. When agriculture is strong, Nebraska is strong. Our work reaches well beyond the farmer ranch, informing youth and consumers about agriculture, providing support for mental health, and benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Aurora Cooperative is excited to launch Prairie Valley Seed Brand into the market. Prairie Valley has one goal in mind, and that's to help you grow. While providing cutting-edge genetics and technology packages in combination with our customized seed placement approach, you can rest assured that your seeds will work as hard as you do. At Prairie Valley Seed, we'll push the boundaries in seed innovation so you can push the boundaries in farming. Prairie Valley Seeds, grow without limits. Tougher together, Aurora and you. 
It's time now for the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. Here at halftime in St. Paul and the Wildcats have a 13-3 lead here over David City Aquinas. Uh, Before we get through everything else, let's give you the updates of what's going on across the state in the football playoffs. In Class A, Millard West has an 8 o'clock kickoff with Elkhorn South. They uh, have the late game because Millard South uses the same field, and they were able to eliminate Grand Island. 34-24, that is a final. Bellevue West with a 13-0 lead over Omaha Burke. That game is in the second quarter. And Lincoln Southeast currently being shut out by Omaha Westside. Westside, the seven seed, beating the two seed Southeast 27 to nothing. That game now in the second quarter. In Class B, all these games started at 8 o'clock. Right now, top-seeded Scotts Bluff over Norris, 21 to 7. Think about the road trip you got there. Mm-hmm. Omaha Norris going to Scotts Bluff. Uh, Grand Island Northwest is trailing Omaha Ron Colley, 13 to 3. That game is in the second quarter. Also in the second quarter, Scott leading Bennington 14-7. And Waverly leads Hastings 21-7. That game over on KHAS Radio. In Class C1, Adams Central has the lead over Aurora by a score of 10 to nothing. That game is being played in Aurora. They're in the second quarter over on uh, uh, KICS Radio, 15-50. And Ord right now is trailing fourth-seeded Pierce. Pierce with a 20-14 lead. In the second quarter, Wahoo with a 28-0 lead over Columbus Scotus. And Ashland Greenwood is leading Wayne in Wayne by a score of 13-6. That game's in the second quarter. Here in Class C2, top-seeded Sutton has an eight, uh, is trailing Battle Creek. Battle Creek right now with a 21-8 lead over Sutton. That game's in the second quarter. Over on the breeze, 94.5. Um, BRLD. Bancroft Rosalie, Lions Decatur, with a 20 to 14 lead over North Bend Central in the second quarter. Also in the second quarter, it's Oakland Craig over Donovan Trumbull, 30 to 8. And again, David City Aquinas right now trailing in St. Paul, the Wildcats with a 13 to 3 lead here at halftime. In six-man action, most of these games are finals. Uh, top-seeded Cody Kilgore with a 57 to 8 win over Arthur County. McCool Junction ends the season for Eustis Farnham, 63-16. to Harvard wins a shootout against Sioux County, 78-72 to is the final. And the lone night game is in the second quarter, where third-seeded Creek Valley is leading McPherson County Stapleton by a count of 30-14. to That's our score here. Let's give you our scoring wrap-up as it uh, started on their second drive. St. Paul was able to uh, make a beautiful pass. Uh, again, just an absolute throw of beauty here between Bryce Knapp connecting with uh, Roboleski. Just a catch right over the shoulder there by Tommy Roboleski from 33 yards out. The extra point was no good. It was 6 to nothing. After the ensuing kickoff was taken down deep, the uh, Wildcat defense is able to stiffen up, and Aquinas had to settle for a 23-yard field goal by Brian Check. That cut the lead in half. It was 6-3 to three in, late in the first quarter. And then with 9.49 to go in the second, the uh, touchdown, the only touchdown of the second quarter comes from Jackson Seward, a nine-yard run. That made it 13-3, and that is our halftime score. Our scoring wrap-up is brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. We'll step away for a moment, give you our stats of this game, where, again, 
We're at halftime, 13-3. St. Paul leading David City Aquinas. We're back right after this. Buzz's Marine knows that boat buying may not be on the top of your mind right now. But if you want to take advantage of in-stock incentives, first pick on their 2020 inventory, or want to special order your new boat and have it ready for spring, stop into Buzz's Marine and shop the full lineup of Tigers and exclusive StarCraft deck boats. They also have great buys on fishing boats and pontoons. The biggest selection from the east to the west coast. Find out more online at buzzesmarine.com. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Cardi. Citizens Bank and Trust in Loop City, St. Paul, and Central City recognizes the importance of saving. No matter what your goal is, Citizens Bank and Trust has a savings option that's right for you. Citizens Bank and Trust offers everything you need in banking to keep your life, farm, and business running financially sound. Best of luck to all area student-athletes in the competition. From all of us at Citizens Bank and Trust in Loop City, St. Paul, and Central City. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Joe Milner Insurance Agency is your State Farm Insurance Agent in St. Paul and Loop City and proudly supports all of the area athletes. At Milner Insurance Agency, with our auto insurance, we know your car is more than just a car to you. We're proud to insure what gets you home. Get home insurance for the place you love. Property, business, life, and health insurance, too. We have a plan to meet your needs. At Milner Insurance Agency, our mission is to help people manage the risk of everyday life, recover the unexpected, and realize our dreams. Milner Insurance Agency. All lives are unique, and so it stands to reason that a remembrance and celebration of that life should also be unique. Peter's Funeral Home of St. Paul and Loop City provides helpful service. From their useful website, petersfuneralhome.net, to personal consultation, service, and understanding when it is truly needed. Peter's Funeral Home of St. Paul supports the St. Paul and Loop City area athletes. Visit their website at petersfuneralhome.net. And welcome back to our Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. 13-3, St. Paul has a lead here over David City Aquinas, and let's give you our statistics. Uh, we'll begin, first of all, for David City Aquinas. One carry here for John Prohaska. He has five yards. Kyle Napier has seven carries for 20 yards. Caleb TG has six carries for 10 yards. He did have a couple of sacks in there that uh, negated some of his running. Uh, Keegan Levicki has two carries for 11 yards. Zach Pandorf has six carries for 26 yards. So 22 carries for 72 yards here in the first half for David City Aquinas, and they are 0 for 3 throwing the football. So they have 72 yards of offense. Did have a nice kick return that helped set up their one field goal that they had here in the game. Meanwhile, for St. Paul, they've uh, got one pass completion. That's when Brendan Knapp had that great pass connection with Tommy Rubaleski for the touchdown, and uh, that uh, made it. Uh, that was our first score of the game, made it 6 to nothing. So they got 33 yards in the air, one of two passing. Jackson Seward, running the football, has six carries for 30 yards. Brendan Knapp, been sacked a couple of times, has a negative eight yards on two carries. Trevor Dugan has five carries for 27 yards. And Eli Larson, seven carries, but 92 yards here in the first half. So he's right on his season average of uh, 181 yards per ball game. He is right at that here in the first half, and I kind of anticipate a steady diet of him carrying the football in the second. Yeah, I think they're trying to spread the load around just because uh, Aquinas is obviously going to, it's been keen on him, but they're keen on him, and he still has 92 yards in the first half. Um, so, uh, you know, I think you got the lead, you got the workhorse, 
you know, work the clock, give it to your stud, and let him get yards and grind out first downs and get out of here. And we talked about a little bit in uh, in, in our pregame that it's it's harder to wear down David City Aquinas because they are so deep. They 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 have they they trans it, and it translates into like every position. They rotate a lot of kids around, so it is harder than you would normally see in a Class C2 game where you just are really bigger and stronger up front and grinding the other team down. They're going to grind him down. St. Paul's going to grind him down. It might just take them a little bit more time because right now they should be ground down already because, uh, again, St. Paul has run the ball for 141 yards as a team here in the first half. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of the credit of the first half goes to the, the St. Paul defense. Uh, David City Aquinas has started inside the 35. Uh, St. Paul's 35 three times, and they only have three points to show for it. So, uh, you know, you've got the lead. You've got the momentum. Uh, you, you are going to wear David City Aquinas down there. I think we've already seen glimpses of it in the first half. It's just, uh, you know, David City Aquinas has a lot of pride. It's going to take a while to break that, to break them down. Yeah, and again, that, that depth does make it so that, that, that wearing down is going to take a little bit more time. But certainly St. Paul is on pace to do that. Uh, unfortunately, they're going to have to play defense here to start the second half. But again, if they can force an early three and out, and if they get another touchdown on the board, you make this 20 to three. It's an awful. It's a way different game. Way different game. It, it, if you're David City, you don't feel good because you have not been able to drive the ball, but you're only down 10. And if you're St. Paul, you don't feel good because you have not played your best football, I don't think. You know, there's a lot of uh, right. own mistakes are keeping Aquinas in the game. So we'll continue with more of our Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. Again, St. Paul here with a 13 to three lead. Uh, as uh, we will uh, wrap up our our halftime show brought to you by Ravenna Sanitation when we return to St. Paul right after this. Bat Tree and Snow Removal Service in St. Paul is a proud sponsor of this broadcast and wish all the student athletes good luck in the competition. Windy weather causing havoc on your trees? Now is the time to call Beck's Tree Removal in St. Paul. Give Frank a call at 308-571-0044. Not looking forward to shoveling snow from your business or home this winter? Leave the work to Beck Snow Removal Service. Call Beck's today for a free estimate and to schedule your tree and snow removal. To begin enjoying the money-saving benefits and expertise of a full-service independent insurance agency, start with Christensen Insurance. Their ability to match your needs with the right companies at the best value make them a wise choice for home, health, dental, auto, farm, commercial, and life insurance. For a free quote or to contact Christensen Insurance, log on to ChristensenInsurance.com in St. Paul, Central City, and Burwell. It's Christensen Insurance. Downey Drilling in Lexington is a proud supporter of all the area athletes. Downey Drilling designs and installs complete water well systems for all your water well needs. We drill wells for agriculture, municipal, commercial, domestic, residential, and geothermal loop fields. From the well drilling to the pump installation and service, Downey Drilling Incorporated is your complete water well provider that takes pride in providing outstanding service to all its customers. Online at DowneyDrilling.com. At BB Carpet, every day is the right day to get a great deal on quality flooring with our special 12 month financing. So if you're wondering when or where to get that new look, let our flooring professionals help you select the flooring that's right for you and your budget. Our quality installers will have you living in comfort in no time. So come on in today or tomorrow to BB Carpet and Donovan and see why people say that's where we always go. 
About 90 years before the seeds for the trees that produce the lumber that they sell were even planted, Mead Lumber was born in Nebraska. So now when you have the seed of an idea for a new building project from concept to design, delivery to installation, Mead Lumber in Kearney has a team of professionals to assist you with every phase of your project and service that you'd expect from a neighbor. Stop by Mead Lumber at 1440 West 56th Street to get started. Log on to MeadLumber.com. Mead Lumber in Kearney proudly supports all area athletes. And welcome back here to St. Paul. The Wildcats with a 13-3 lead. All right, Coach Mowering, what uh, what adjustments do you make if you're uh, David City Aquinas? Uh, try and get some first downs and uh, get more than a couple yards of play. So right now, 20, 22, 23 carries for only about 71, 72 yards, I think uh, you mentioned 67. Earlier. No, 72. I'm sorry, 72. 72 yards. Uh, you've had opportunities to score. You've had uh, short fields three times. Um, I think the first thing you got to do is get a nice kick return get away from the, the goal line as, bit, as much as possible. And then they've got to put together some drives here. They, uh, they've had the short field three times and maybe only three or four first downs to, to get closer into field goal range. Well, obviously the team we're kind of rooting for here, St. Paul, what, yeah. what sort of things would you change for, those, for the uh, Wildcats? I wouldn't change anything other than let's clean up the mistakes. Uh, that's cost them a couple drives, I think. Um, they put their defense in a bad position uh, three different times. So um, the defense is playing well for St. Paul. The offense can play better, and I think that they know that. So if, I was, if I'm St. Paul, get a stop on defense as soon as possible and get the ball to Eli Larson, and then let's start working uh, Let's start working some first downs and let's get up another score. Well, there, there's some great things going on here in St. Paul. The cross-country team finishes uh, third in the state. They get to hang a banner here. And, well, the volleyball team is going to be able to hang a banner, just whether it's a big one or the, or the not-quite-so-big-one tomorrow, as they'll be playing for the state championship tomorrow. And right now the Wildcats looking pretty good in football as well as they have a 13-3 lead uh, as we are still here at halftime. We'll take one last little break here. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. Wildcats will be kicking it off here to the uh, Monarchs when we return right after this. When the weather changes, so can the performance of your transmission. Hi, this is Wayne with TBK Transmissions, and we want to help you avoid getting stuck in the tough snow. If your 4x4 is not working or your transmission is not shifting correctly, bring it in now. Get your vehicle winter ready with free diagnostics available. The only way is TBK, 2520 Avenue Q, Kearney. Learn more at tbktrans.com. TBK Transmissions, the only way is TBK. Amigos Build It Burritos and Bowls come in two sizes, regular and really big. They all start with made-from-scratch cilantro lime rice, and then you custom build it with layer upon layer of flavor. There's three meats to choose from, two beans, three veggies, and three homemade sauces. For an amazing taste combination, try the new queso sauce with shredded pork. When it's cold outside, the perfect on-the-go meal is a queso build it burrito or bowl at Amigos. Builders knows that you would rather spend time enjoying your home than constantly repairing it. That's why we offer only the highest quality products from the best known suppliers like Pella Windows and DeWalt Power Tools. We also know that price matters and that's why we back everything with a guaranteed price match. If you find the exact same item somewhere else, we'll match it. It's not a gimmick or a ploy, it's just our way of making sure our customers get the best products at the best prices. At Builders and Carney and Grand Island. 
Well, the Plant River Preps Athlete of the Month are Josie Jacobowski from St. Paul Volleyball going for a state title tomorrow, as well as Trey Meath of Ravenna Football. Submit your nominations on plantriverpreps.com. The winners will receive a certificate and a Plant River Preps shirt presented by B&B Carpet and Donovan. You can see this month's winner plus all of our past winners by visiting the Athlete of the Month tab at plantriverpreps.com. Again, it is brought to you by B&B Carpet and Donovan. And again, Ms. Jacobowski going for a state title tomorrow. They had something happen today that hasn't happened to them all year. They lost a set. That's okay. Get yourself in the semifinals and uh, play for a title tomorrow. You know what? Get that out of the way. So it's not a shock if it happens to happen tomorrow. So they they lost their their streak, but uh, that's not what's important to them. They're they're playing for the big one. Absolutely, and wish them the best of luck tomorrow. Well, we're uh, still got a little time on. Nope, they just reset the clock. Just you know, look at the clock, and magic things happen to it. Teeing it off here, teeing it up here for St. Paul will be Jackson Seward. So Seward will uh, tee it up. And back for Aquinas is Prohaska and Napier. And they actually have a penalty here. The ball was kicked forward about four feet. I don't know if that was the surprise onside uh, or I just missed the ball, Coach. Yeah, could be could be that. Well, I don't think it probably fell off the tee because there's not enough wind to knock it off the tee. That's a huge uh, penalty to start because they, you well, know, they declined Aquinas, the penalty. Aquinas the kick went gets, four yards forward. Aquinas gets the ball there. Yeah, it's that's a, the extent of the kick. Yeah, that's the extent of the kick, which was about four yards. So the ball is going to be at the 44-yard line. So, again, St. Paul gives David City Aquinas good field position to start. That is, That has happened to him on three or four different drives. So a special team's mistake here. Gets Aquinas the football, and they're going to pitch it out to this left side. Looking Pandor. Pandor puts his head down, and he bowls across the 40-yard line down to about the 38. Yeah, he had a full head of, head of steam uh, uh, churning out there. Uh, Tanner Maddox come up, try to make the tackle, and he just bounced right off of, uh, off of him. So that'll be a gain of about five. Brings it inside the 39-yard line, and again, that very good Wildcat defense needs to bow their back here a little bit on the first drive of the second half. Wing T formation. Napier comes across in motion. Handoff to the tailback. That'll be Pandorf. He'll go right up the middle. And making a pile there and reeling in the tackle is going to be Caleb Peterson here for the Wildcats. And they're going to keep him short of the first down marker, but it's going to be third and one. Yeah, nice little inside trap. Last time Aquinas had a third and one, they tried to run to the outside and lost three or four yards, so... Uh, I, I don't think that they would do that again. I think that the, they've got third and one, something they want. Let's kind get of a, a yard and get the first down. Yeah, a quick or a power hit here. And they, they tighten up those wingbacks, and they'll hand off right up the middle. And, boy, there's no room for Pandorf at all. I don't know if he got it, and he did not. They he got back to the line of scrimmage, and that's it. Yeah, they ran a little inverted wishbone look there, just to hand off to the fullback and let him get a yard, and uh, he didn't. So it's going to be fourth and one again. Aquinas on fourth down has missed a field goal. They have uh, gone for it one other time, didn't get it. And it's going to be a timeout, Aquinas. That's how important this is to Coach Mimic. He understands the importance here with 10 and a half to go in the third quarter. It's fourth and one from the 35 for the Monarchs. When we return after this timeout, brought to you by ENT Physicians at Kearney. 
Anywhere fall activities take you, Freeze and Ford has you covered. With a great selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, right on our lot. Freeze and Ford has a selection to make it anywhere your fall activities take you. From marching band practices to high school football and volleyball games, their friendly sales team will work with you to find a car that fits your needs. And easy financing options are available. See the selection today at Freeze and Ford, just off I-80 in Aurora, or online at FreezeandFord.com for sales, service, parts. Trust your friendly Freeze and well, welcome back here. Fourth and one for David City. This is their first drive of the second half. And behind the quarterback is Pandorf. Man comes across in motion. They're going to pitch it out to Pandorf. Pandorf turns his head up, and he'll break a tackle. Has enough for the first down. Cuts it inside the 20-yard line down to about the 18. So that'll be a gain of 17. They went with a little bit of speed on that one and have a big gain as a result. Yeah, they, they haven't had a whole lot of success running inside. They've had some running outside when they, uh, they, they're they out manning St. Paul to the, to the perimeter. They're putting a guy in motion to get an extra blocker out in front. So, again, the opening drive, they got the short field because of the errant kickoff. Kickoff went only four yards, so they got the ball at the 44-yard line. Pandorf will be behind TG here. And TG's looking to throw the football. He'll dump it in underneath. It's going to be caught by Pandorf. And Pandorf will take it inside the 10-yard line down to about the 5. So that'll be a gain of, we'll call it 12, and the first pass completion for David City Aquinas. Yeah, pretty easy little completion there. Run a run the fake to the fullback and then roll a boot, boot pass, and the fullback ended up out in the flat. So uh, they set themselves up here, and it's time for St. Paul's defense to again rise to the occasion. That is the fourth catch of the season here for Pandorf. He now has 65 yards as a result, and they'll hand the ball off. Cutting back to the inside is going to be Napier. Napier finds a seam, and he's into the end zone for a touchdown. A six-yard run here for Kyle Napier. Nice little uh, counteraction there. Uh, just, it's just a counter-sweep play. Uh, he cuts it back up inside, and uh, good blocking uh, by uh, the Aquinas line. So 13-9, to nine, Aquinas does what they want to get done, and that is get right back into this football game. They can cut the lead down to three, down to a field goal, if Brian Check can hit the extra point here. Low snap, but it's handled. Kick is up. It is plenty high, and it is good. So a five-points bank touchdown by Kyle Napier. The extra point is good, and the lead is cut down to three. St. Paul, 13. Aquinas, 10. It'll be Wildcat football when we return right after this. If what your crop needs is potassium, what you need to feed it is Locomotive. Designed to enhance crop growth and quality, Locomotive gives crops what they need in the safest form. Chlorine-free formula, providing high absorption rates to deliver critical nutrition quickly. Locomotive is the foliar potassium that doesn't hesitate when it comes to your crop's performance. No matter what the conditions, if you want potassium in your crop, you want Locomotive. To get your crop what it needs, see your local Nutrient Ag Solutions retailer today. Well, Aquinas got done what they wanted to get done. In fact, maybe even what they needed to get done for them to get back into this football game. They got the ball in relatively good field position. Well, actually very good field position at the 44-yard line. And they march right down the field and make this a three-point ball game with 9.33 to go. So we'll see whether or not St. Paul can exert their will again. They really have dominated the line of scrimmage offensively so far in the football game. So check will kick it. It'll be a high kick. And picking it up here is uh, going to be Ryan 
Berksby, and Berksby comes right up the middle, and he'll be down at about the 30-yard line. Not bad for a position here for St. Paul. And again, with that high kick, there just really wasn't an opportunity to get to the wall. The wall collapsed by the time he got there. And that also helps keep the ball out of your return man, Eli Larson's hand. So uh, keep it short and let one of the upbacks take it. They're actually going to put him down at about the 28. So that's where it'll be first and 10 here for St. Paul. And they'll go with the uh, wishbone. Nap under center. Wishbone behind him. And a handoff here for Larson. Larson thrown forward. And that's going to make sure that he gains at least five yards on the play. Yeah, double iso play off the right side. Uh, this is the this is what St. Paul needs to do to kind of take re-control over this game. Uh, it just kind of feels like the whole momentum of the game shifted on the uh, opening kickoff of the second half. So gain of right at five means he's got 97 yards rushing here in the game so far. And again, wishbone behind Nap. Handoff this time for Seward. Seward has a little bit of a seam, and he's going to be awfully close to a first down. He'll gain about four, and it's going to be third and one here for a football team that really their offensive line has been able to drive out Aquinas, been able to open up some seams. So you got to like their chances of converting here on third and short. Yeah, nothing fancy so far, just double iso one way, double iso the next. Again, the fullback here is Trevor Dugan. Naps under center, third and one, handoff to Eli. Eli will cut to the outside, put his head down, and he'll get enough for the first down. The initial opening closed, so he bounces to the outside, and he'll gain about two. He's not afraid of running behind those shoulder pads, but he, he felt that he had could get to the edge, and he did. He gained two, only needed one. Yeah, it kind of looked like he tripped coming out of the backfield a little bit, and uh, it looked like the Aquinas uh, sideline was pretty excited about what was going to happen, but he kept his feet and kept moving. So ball spotted right at the 40-yard line. So first and 10, they'll go I formation. Wing back to that left side, handoff in underneath here for Dugan. Dugan will bounce to the right side, and he's still pushing the pile forward after he gets across the 45 out to about the 47. That's a gain of seven by your fullback. Yeah, that, those are every time he's touched the ball on that little trap play, he's gotten good positive yards. These are the type of plays that they need to uh, reestablish uh, control of the line is, you know, get seven yards on first down, and, and, and then, then we can do something a little prettier uh, if we want to, but... Uh, just get the ball to your guys and let them make plays right now. Second and three. Wishbone behind Knapp. Two tight ends. They're going to run the option. Quarterback's going to keep it, and he's going to lose a couple of yards. That one was stretched out very well by the Aquinas defense. Yeah, it's a great job by Zach Pandorf there. For uh, He's been running the ball, catching the ball for Aquinas. He did an awesome job from his uh, uh, position on defense to stretch that out. He took the pitch man and then there was nowhere for the quarterback to go. And you know what? That was a good decision by Brendan Knapp. It was. If he pitched it, all that was going to happen there was there, the ball was going to be at risk. So sometimes you just take your looking and keep on ticking. Third and six. Wishbone formation here. Ball handoff. Getting to the edge here is going to be Seward. Seward has it across midfield and takes it down to the 40-yard line. A quick hitter, and I do mean quick. And there is a flag down right at the point of the attack. And again, invariably, this is a hold, and it is a hold. Big momentum uh, killer there for the Wildcats. Well, all you got to do is the same thing here without the hold. 
you get that back. That's a spot foul, and it was about five yards upfield, so this will, yeah, obviously you got to redo the down, and you don't get to keep the positive yardage. It's going to set up now third, and we'll call it 12. So that hold, and we've had a couple of holes and they gate nice gains here for St. Paul so far in the game. Yeah, I come back with the counter ISO uh, look and play there. So uh, third and 12, St. Paul does have the ability to spread it out if they want to. Uh, they've shown some different formations, but it looks like they're coming with their uh, slot eye formation here. Yep, they'll have the slot eye. Larson, of course, is in that eye. And they'll fake the handoff to him. Knapp rolling out, throws it back out a little screen here for Dugan. Dugan down the sideline, puts his head down. He's awfully close. I don't think he got there. He's got to get all the way to midfield, and he's at the 49. So he'll gain 11 when they needed 12, but that's a good play. Run the old bootleg uh, screen throwback to the fullback. That's a, that's a nice-looking play. So gain of 11. It is fourth and one. How much you want to roll the dice? Appears well, I think that the, uh, offense, the punt team ran out, but the offense is running back out now. We're going to be close to a delay. Well, they're not counting down yet. They break the formation, and oh, we've got a timeout. Aquinas. Aquinas is going to call the timeout. St. Paul, they had time to get it done. They call timeout, does Aquinas. They're facing a fourth and one. St. Paul going to go for it from midfield after this timeout. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Johnson, and Dr. Blake at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they are where you are. With six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, they provide the highest quality care to everyone. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center, specializing in you. Well, initially, Rusty Fuller sent out the punt team, decides to go for it here from midfield, and I like it. Yeah, it's a good call. Uh, you're going to have to reestablish. Uh, you know, it's only a three-point game, and you've got the ball right at midfield. Your defense has been playing well the whole game, except for one little uh, short field drive. So, you know, go for it. Let's, let's see what we can do, boys. Well, they're going to exert their will. Confidence in your offensive line. Brandon Knapp will step in under center. Wishbone formation. Eight men in the box. Hard count for Knapp. And he's still hard counting it. And now they snap it. They hand the ball off and getting the edge and getting the first down to Seward. Seward gets the uh, edge here. He's across midfield out to about the 46-yard line. So that'll be a gain of five when they only needed a yard. Yeah, really crowding the line by uh, Aquinas there. Uh, Most people would think you give it to uh, Eli Larson in that situation, but he's a heck of a blocker out in front too. So uh, run behind behind your best best player on offense. Uh, Not a bad strategy. Well, again, Eli Larson did his job. His job that time was to knock down a couple of kids. Yeah. And that's exactly what he got done here. So into enemy territories, the Wildcats. Again, they have the, the uh, wishbone. Little counter play. Hand off to the fullback. That's Dugan coming right up the middle. He's still pulling people forward. He's down to the 35-yard line. A gain of 11 by your fullback. Number 11 gains 11. You want to reestablish your will over the game. You go forward and fourth and one and then you hit a nice little trap play right after that for 11, and then you can start to feel momentum starting to get back on the Wildcat sideline. Well, you said the word hit, and it kind of feels like they just thrown a nice little uh, haymaker punch here to the jaw of Aquinas, and let's see if they can come off the mat here because the Wildcats are driving. Wishbone again. Nap gives it again to Jackson. Jackson across the 30-yard line. 
following that lead block of Eli Larson. Yeah, they're gain just, of five. They've seen something that they like with their, the left side of the offensive line or that it's Eli Larson getting out in front and blocking. Either way, they have something they like there. Actually, we'll call it a gain of six. And so the ball will be at the 29-yard line. 5.08 to go here. Clock moving. Quarter number three, 13-10. St. Paul in their home field. Wishbone. Little counter. They'll give it to Larson. Going off on that right side. He'll bring it across the 25-yard line, down to about the 23. A gain of five. Another first down for St. Paul. Well, when the fullback has success, uh, even though it's not a great fake to him on these counter-iso plays, you still have to respect it. And there's a giant hole there to run through. Uh, it's just a good job by the, the secondary of Aquinas closing these plays down. Uh, you know, I think these holes are going to get bigger and bigger as the game goes on. Dugan, the fullback. Knapp, the quarterback, handoff to Larson. Larson on that right side, just right over the top of the tackle, right through the top of that tackle, down to about the 18-yard line, and that'll be a gain of about eight and a half. Oh, check that. I got my marker wrong here. That's a gain of about six. It's still a successful play on first down. And then just about every run here in this half has been four, five, six yards, and you mix in a sprinkle in a little 11-yard trap play or something, but uh, they're they're getting yards when they need them. So second and four, again, wishbone. Again, Knapp, this time he'll hand off to Dugan. Dugan breaks the first tackle, and he'll push his way out to about the 15-yard line. They're running their nice little delayed trap. It's just not a, it's not a quick-hitting trap. It's not a curl trap. It's just a quarterback taking it back and, and sitting there and holding it for a second before he hands it off to Dugan. Gain of about three. They got about another yard and a half to go here on what assuredly is a four-down territory as the ball is just outside the 15-yard line. Again, the wishbone. Again, nap under center. Hand off to Larson. Larson follows. Excuse me, that's Jackson. It's following the lead blockers here. I said Jackson. It's Seward. Following the lead blockers, and they'll take it inside the 10-yard line. That's a gain of five. They only needed about two. And Jackson Seward, with a gain of five, sets up first and goal. You know, uh, Eli has, uh, Larson has 1,800 yards on the year, but uh, Seward's no slouch running the ball. And they've given it to him five or six times this half. Yeah, he's got, uh, he's got four carries right at it, and we'll see if he gets it here. And they will give it to Jackson. Jackson Seward drives to the goal line. Will be down to the one-yard line. Like I said, they found something here as he's come off on that left side. Has a gain of nine on first and goal from the ten. Yeah, I, I think they really like the running that counter iso with Eli Larson as the lead blocker. And uh, Larson there was six or seven yards downfield before he had anyone to block. And so, uh, if you're Seward, just just follow just follow that big workhorse in front of you. And again, they'll go with that wishbone. Dugan, the fullback. They'll hand the ball off to Seward, and Seward follows both blockers into the end zone for the touchdown. One-yard touchdown run here for Jackson Seward. Nice little double iso off the left side. I think the left side uh, of the uh, offensive line has done a number here in the second half. Uh, Good, Great drive there uh, to answer Aquinas' score. Well, it took him about seven minutes, seven minutes and one second to drive the length of the field. And now Seward with the extra point. Snap is down. The kick is up. It is wobbly, and it is no good. So the lead is nine here for St. Paul. 
They have a 19-10 lead with 2.32 to go after the five points bank touchdown by Jackson Seward. And the Wildcats will kick it off when we return to St. Paul right after this. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. Presenting sponsors of our high school football playoff coverage include your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. Impact Ag Partners and Pioneer Seed, science with service delivering success. A 19-10 to 10 lead right now for St. Paul. Meanwhile, Adam Central exerting their will against Aurora in Class C1. Patriots lead it 17 to nothing. They're in the third. A squib kick. Picked up on a quick bounce by one of the upbacks and just going right up the middle here for Aquinas is going to be Zach Pandorf running like the fullback that he is. Another uh, good field position here for Aquinas. Uh, you know, they're almost to midfield already off the, the short kick and the decent kick return. So, um, you know, that's closer to what they wanted to do the first time. Right, right. And other than the, the four-yard kick, obviously. But, uh, you know, this is a good Good spot here for Aquinas. Got plenty of room to work, but this is where St. Paul's defense needs to take over this game. Well, their offense did a great job of that, driving it 70 yards in seven minutes. Pitch out here for the guy that returned the kickoff, Pandor. Pandor can't get back to the line of scrimmage. That kept getting extended. He cut back to the inside, and there was a lot of blue hats there. Yeah, Eli Larson uh, saw the guard pulling, and he, and he fired right through the guard spot where he was and uh, ran the play down from behind to uh, if he hadn't made that play there, there was quite a little bit of room out in front and some blockers as well. So loss of a couple of yards, it'll be second and 12, and you talk about the defense exerting their will. So far, so good. Got two more plays at least here for the St. Paul defense. They go with the wing tee. Coming across in motion is uh, Napier, and rolling out here is TG. He's going to throw it. He's got a man, and it's intercepted. Jumping the route, making the interception is Robolesky. Robolesky brings it up ahead, and he brings it down to the 35-yard line. Yeah, the quarterback there missed the, the, the running back out in the flats open. He threw it to the deep guy, and Robolesky was all over that. Nice return, too. Sets him up in great, great field position. Uh, now it's time for the offense to go back to work, take your time. And uh, awesome job there by Rubaleski. It's a great interception. Gain of 19 on a 19-yard interception return by Rubaleski, who made that great catch over the shoulder in the first quarter. And now that momentum definitely wearing a blue jersey. Again, the wishbone formation. Bad snap, but they were able to hand it off to Larson. Larson right up the middle. He'll take it down to the 30. What could have been a catastrophe turns into a five-yard run for Eli Larson. Yeah, great job by the quarterback there to get the ball back up into his hands. Uh, it was on the turf. He scooped it and, and, and very deftly handed that one off. Well, and tip your hat to that offensive line, too. With that line surge, they had the space and they had the time to handle that. But Brendan Knapp able to find the handle just in time to give it to Larson. Gain of six on the play, actually. So it'll be second and four. And they'll go with that slot eye formation right now. And they'll give it to Dugan on the handoff up the middle. And Dugan is going to gain maybe a half yard. That's going to be at that time 
the uh, Monarchs are ready for that. Yeah, 67 Riley Miller there did a nice job fighting off that trap block. Uh, like like we mentioned earlier, it's a, it's a kind of a delayed trap and kind of making the defense wondering what's going on, but uh, it's not a fast-hitting trap play that uh, most people are used to seeing. Well, they need about three and a half yards here on third down. 30 seconds to go here before we end quarter number three. They're going to go wishbone formation, nap under center, two tight ends, and the handoff here for Seward. Seward on that right side will bring it down to about the uh, – 29-yard line, so he only gains about one. So it's going to be decision time here for Rusty Fuller on what he wants to do here on fourth down. And I think you're obviously not going to punt. He's got time to think about what play he wants to run because that will be the final play of the third quarter. We head to the fourth, and we'll see if we get a fourth down conversion here for the Wildcats. They lead it 19-10 to 10 over David City Aquinas when we return right after this. Welcome to Freddy's. What can we get started for you? I haven't had a carb in three weeks, and if I have one more sip of a kale smoothie, I need a Freddy's original double with cheese, fries, and a turtle sundae. Please. We understand. If you're going to be bad, it better be good. And no one satisfies your cravings better than Freddy's frozen custard and steak burgers. The experience that puts a smile on your face and the taste that brings you back. For a limited time, try Freddy's blue cheese bacon steak burger. Freddy's frozen custard and steak burgers, 1010 3rd Avenue, Kearney. There's just one place where students are students first, and athletics are played with purpose and perspective. That place is your local high school. High school sports offer more than the joy of competition. Studies show that student-athletes in Nebraska are also likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in other areas of their lives, including academics. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Nebraska School Activities Association and the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Presenting sponsors of the high school football playoffs include Mary Lanning Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration. Fourth down here for St. Paul. First play of the fourth quarter. They need about three. They go out of the wishbone. And they'll hand the ball off to Larson. Larson has a seam right up the middle. He'll run through one tackle, bring it inside the 20-yard line. They're going to spot him at the 15, gain a 14 when they needed three. And finally, the, the, the big guy got going here in the second half. He'd been a, he's been a lead blocker for a lot of the, the, the third quarter. First play of the fourth, give it to him and let him go get it. So they're going to spot him just outside the 15-yard line, but that's still a huge gain on fourth down. And we talked a little bit about St. Paul maybe wearing down Aquinas. I think we're starting to see it. Wishbone again. Hand off to Seward. Seward outruns one defender, gets the edge, gets his head down, gets the corner, and gets a touchdown, but there is a flag down. Yeah, great run there, but I think I think he was aided getting to the sideline by uh, maybe a hold on the play. Well, that's when and where the flag is, and it's going to be oh. a chop, not chop block, but a... Boy, was that a targeting call on the offense? Could be one of those blindside blocks. It could be. Hard to see the preliminary indication because there was a few players in the way. The White Hat's going to move a little bit closer to us here. And it is going to be a personal foul, blindside block. That's that's too bad for the Wildcats. They had a touchdown in hand. Now they're back out to the 30, 31-yard line. didn't really see what happened out there, but um, the refs were all over it, though. And there was actually a couple of flags there, so it wasn't just one official that saw it. 
Ball spotted now at the 31, so now they got some work ahead of them. They're going to break the bone here. Knapp looking to throw, has time. Now he's going to roll out as the pocket starts to collapse. He'll scramble, and he finds a target, and it's going to be complete. Not a bad little gain as they're able to throw it out here to uh, Rylan Berkby. And Berkby will get the ball. Let's see, we're at the 30-yard line, and they're going to take it, spot him down to about the uh, 21. So that'd be a nice gain of nine. Yeah, nice little comeback there. Everything was covered deep. Berkby decided to come back to the ball uh, on the sideline, which is uh, what you're taught to do. That's his seventh catch of the season. Now they can go wishbone here on second and 11. And they'll hand the ball off to Larson. Larson has a seam, puts his head down, driving, and he's kind of pivoted, and he went out of bounds then at about the nine-yard line. So that's going to be third and manageable, except there's another flag down. That's going to be a face mask penalty on the tackle. So they'll mark it half the distance from there, and they will make it first and goal. That might be uh, one of the few penalties on Aquinas today. Yeah, it is. They had the one snap infraction, and they had this, and I think that's it. I think so. Big, big momentum changer again. uh, St. Paul, you lose a touchdown, you're backed up about to the 30, and now all of a sudden you get a a gift back. And now you got it first and goal just inside the five-yard line. Wishbone formation. Hand off to the big man, and Larson gets the edge and gets the touchdown. Yeah, we just noticed uh, St. Paul's going to an unbalanced set out of that wishbone, and uh, they have the extra blockers uh, when they run their unbalanced set as well. So uh, both teams run a little bit unbalanced. St. Paul's just now pulled theirs out of the bag. So 25 to 10. And an extra point here would make that mountain just a little bit taller. They line up in the... uh, Oklahoma swinging gate, and it looks like they're going to go for that. They're going to throw it on this left side. Pass is going to be complete as they're trying that with that uh, screen, and the try for two is going to be no good. They got it out to Trevor Dugan, and Dugan did not get into the end zone, and the officials are huddling up here, and they're going to call illegal procedure on St. Paul, but that's a penalty that can be declined, so it will be by David City Aquinas. So they go for two, don't get it. The lead remains... 15. It's 25 to 10 after the five points bank touchdown by Eli Larson. We're back after this. Mary Lanning's been a very successful hospital in the area, a longstanding service to the community for over 100 years now. One of the important things that set Mary Lanning apart is its focus on safety and service to the community. My family grew up in this area. My parents both went to Hastings High School and my grandparents lived in the town. So I think it's, it's part of the culture here in the Midwest. So I think it just is carrying over from the culture in this area to being practiced through the hospital. I liked the idea of coming to a smaller community and providing the service that a neurosurgeon can provide. It means that the patients have the confidence that they can get high-level treatment at their local hospital. My name is Dr. Scott Bell. I'm a neurosurgeon at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Short kick here 
And Aquinas is going to pick it up on the fly. That's Pandorf. Pandorf is going to go right up the middle and bring it down to about the 39-yard line. They are just not really excited about kicking deep to Kyle Napier or John Prohaska. Yeah, and uh, they followed their strategy so far. It hasn't hurt them. Uh, there was one big, long return by one of the upbacks, but, uh, you know, Pandorf got maybe uh, 15 or so the last time. He gets about five or six here, so it hasn't hurt them yet. Well, the big factor here is that David City Aquinas is down by 15. And they'll keep it in the hands of the quarterback. Bouncing to the outside is going to be T.G. Good ball fake there as T.G. is awfully close to the first down marker. In fact, he's going to have more than enough. He's going to get a dozen. Hard to see on that far side. But T.G. took the ball out of the stomach of Pandor, bounced to the outside and gained 12. Yeah, nice little. It's a, they're running a, a no uh, option uh, option because they don't have a pitch man on these plays. It's just a dive or a quarterback keep. It's a lot of what like uh, Millard North would do in Class A. Yeah, very similar to a lot of what they'd like to do. They will go with an offset line here, run to this direction. That's going to be Napier. Napier will cut back in after it gets across midfield. They'll go down to the 48. So they'll go from the 48 to about the 47. Uh, we'll call it the 48, so that'll be a gain of four. Nice little, nice job there. The defense, uh, defensive line is kind of holding their ground. Uh, you know, Aquinas has only really gotten any offense when they've uh, done counter plays or gotten to the outside. So running inside has been a chore for Aquinas. Second and six here, just across midfield. And they'll give it to Napier. Napier will cut back to the inside, and he'll be upended right at the sticks. He had a nice little seam there, and he was able to cut back in. He reads the hole very, very well. Yeah, he's he's uh, runs pretty tall, too. He looks like if you give him a little bit of space, he's going to get some yards just about every time he's touched it so far. Uh, they just ran a little fake dive and run a little counter back to the wingback, and he was the wingback in that position. They break the huddle very quickly. They line up in that wing tee. They snap it. They hand it off to the uh, back there, Pandorf, and Pandorf will be across the 40-yard line down to about the 37, so that'll be a gain of five and it'll be first and ten here for Aquinas. Yep, no, don't get tricky. It's third and short. Run up to the line. Let's run the play. Uh, that's the kind of Aquinas. Uh, they're third and short, fourth and short from here on out. Well, they're asking to wind the clock, and the home team is waiting a little time to start the clock. We're inside a 9.40 to go here, and they'll put a man in motion. That'll be Shanka, and they will uh, keep the ball out here in the hands of TG, and TG still running with it. He'll take it to about the 34-yard line, so he'll gain three or four, and there was a, that was a lot of running for not a whole lot of gaining. Yeah, good job by uh, the pursuit of the defensive line there. Uh, they didn't make the tackle, and one of the linebackers made the tackle, but they made him redirect two or three different times there. So a gain of about four. And again, remember, Aquinas has burned a couple of timeouts here. They're down 25-10, to 10, nine minutes to go when they snap this football. And they're going to pitch the ball out to Pandorf. Pandorf with a student body left, and he's going to be tackled for a loss. Like he was shot out of a cannon is number 35. And, boy, he runs just as hard as he tackles and tackles just as hard as he runs. That's a great play by Eli Larson. Yeah, if you don't get a couple guys on him uh, on a play that's extended that long, he's going to uh, hunt that ball carrier down pretty good. Hunt is a good word. And again, he had lead blockers in there, but you know he just finds a seam, and then yeah, he, he just, just takes off. And he just, it? like a running back, he just hits that seam hard and makes the tackle. So third and about six, Napier in motion. They're rolling out this way, looking for Napier, and they throw it, and it's going to be caught, and he's going to be pasted at about the 28-yard line as soon as he makes the catch. Good tackle there by Tanner Mannix. 
that's uh, running the, the kind of the same play that they had intercepted before, but that was a, a throw from the right hash all the way over to the sideline. Uh, that the, the long throw helped the defense close in and make the tackle as soon as he caught it. Well, that's a gain of five, and that is going to set up fourth and two. So huge defensive opportunity here for St. Paul. And look at the middle linebacker. He knows it. He's getting a crowd into it. Eli Larson trying to get everybody to make some noise here. Fourth and two as they will go with the wing tee. Pitch out on this right side, and they get him. He doesn't get there. He loses a couple of yards. Wow, great great job. Great fill by the linebacker and also uh, by uh, number 71, uh, Caleb Peterson just swallowed that thing up. Well, I'm going to tip my hat to Peterson more than that linebacker. He forced the the offensive line back into the arms of Pandorf, and Pandorf was going to lose a yard on that play. And he looked like he had room to run there. Yeah. Enough to get the first anyway. So great defensive play. And with 7.28 to go, here comes that wishbone. Here comes the opportunity to milk some clock here with a 15-point lead. Hand off to Larson. Larson right over that right tackle, bounces it to the outside, brings it across the 36. It's a gain of six. Yeah, that's exactly what you want to have happen here. Uh, positive gains. Uh, keep the ball in your, your, you know, your go-to guy's hands and run this thing down under about uh, you know four or five minutes, hopefully, by the time you have to give it up. So he's at uh, right at 140 yards rushing here in the game. And again, we're going to be paying a close attention to that clock as we're inside now with seven minutes. A couple of first downs might take care of business because Aquinas is low on timeouts. Hand off here for Seward. Seward following his blockers, and then the pocket collapses. They're going to give him forward progress to about the 42. There is a flag down. That will stop action here. And, again, Aquinas is already pointing at St. Paul, and it is going to be a hold on the Wildcats. Uh, just a, another uh, mistake. Their third or fourth hold? Yeah, I think it's at least their third. And that just uh, kills drives, obviously. Uh, you know, you still got the ball, though. It's still only second down, but uh, uh, you just hate working uh, uphill the whole game, it feels like. Well, that last drive, that last touchdown drive that put him up 25-10, to 10, they were able to work their way past one of these holds, but now they're back inside the 30-yard line, down to about the 28, and they got to get all the way to the 40-yard uh, line here on second and 12. Hand off to the first back coming through, and, boy, there's just nothing happening there, so they're going to have to get it all done on third down here as they are handing it off on that little counter, and there was just nothing happening. Yeah, I come back with the – every time they've gotten into that slot formation, they run that uh, – uh, offset eye, they've run the, the, the uh, trap back to the fullback, and that time the guard just died. He, he whiffed on his block, and if you whiff on the uh, trap block, the D-tackle's going to eat it up. So Dugan actually loses a yard on the play, so it's going to set up now third and 13. They're going to go with the eye, the offset eye here, the, the slot eye, and they're going to pitch it out to Larson. Larson trying to get the edge. He does get the edge. He's got a lead blocker. He's at the 40. He's got enough for the first down. He's out to the 42-yard line. You know what? Just give it to the beast. 
Yeah, just let him go take care of business. And uh, not even hand it off to him. Turn it and toss it to him. Let him let him pick his way. And uh, there's a great job out there on the perimeter by uh, Tommy Rubaleski uh, holding his block on the corner that uh, allowed uh, Larson to get the first down. Now, good blocking on that perimeter. And, again, you do that little pitch with Larson. In two steps, he's full speed. And that's yeah, a huge part explosive. of that play. That's a big part of that play. And no, now they're looking nothing, at the yeah. officials waiting to – Wait for the countdown here before they snap the ball here out of the wishbone. Knapp takes the snap, and they'll hand it off over there to Larson. Yeah, they're going to start practicing, uh, you know, the four-minute offense, as they call it. Uh, you've got the lead. You've got the ball. Take your time. Wait. Let 23 out of those 25 seconds run down before you snap the ball. I wonder how long it'll be before the actual play clock will make it to high school football. Right. It's already, they allow I, it now in, in college stadiums. I've seen a couple high schools have the clocks already installed and in, in kind of preparation down the line for it. Donations are being taken here at St. Paul <laughs> for a 25-second clock. Wishbone formation. Second and long. They'll hand it to number two, Jackson Seward. Seward will cut back after getting it over the tackle on that left side. Cuts back in. Going to gain a couple of yards. Going to be third and... About six. Yeah, run, come back with the counter eye. So that's been their. Well, you got more than uh, I thought. It'd be third today. and five. Yeah. Yeah, that's been their favorite play today. I think is that counter eye. So to both uh, uh, Seward and to Larson, um, third and five. Man, I gotta like uh, the chances of uh, getting the ball to 35. They're gonna split Rubaleski way out to the left. And again, before he steps in under center, Brendan Knapp waits for the countdown by the official here. And they will pitch the ball to Larson, and this time the penetration will get him, and he's actually going to lose about three yards on the play. Nice play there by Aquinas' Ben Shonka, making the tackle. And a timeout being taken by Aquinas. And Eli Larson had something happen to him that hasn't happened all game. On his 19th carry, he doesn't make it back to the line of scrimmage. Timeout, Aquinas. It is St. Paul with a 25-10 lead. They've got it fourth and nine from the 45 with 3.39 to go in the fourth quarter when we return right after this timeout. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. The last time Logan Vogel punted, it was late in the second quarter, and he punted it down to the four-yard line. He'll get a snap here, puts his foot into it, and that's going to be a shorter kick. It's going to hit at about the 35-yard line, a little backspin, so it's taking an Aquinas roll, and then it rolls to the left, and St. Paul, that is a well-coached football team. Don't touch the ball. They were not in a hurry to touch the ball. Milk as much clock as you can. Yep, Two seconds, three seconds extra uh, on uh, just a well, 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 done, well done job there by the uh, punt team. They've obviously talked that one over uh, numerous times. Not a lot of college kids, not a lot of pro athletes know that rule, and they're in a hurry to down it. The kids here in St. Paul know their football. First and ten from the 37. Coming across is Napier out of that wing T formation. Hand off right up the middle, putting his head down is Levicki. 
And Levicki gets his head down, and now he's down after a gain of two. Yeah, run a little trap play, trying to get some flow to the outside with the motion and run something right behind it. Um, kind of looks uh, some different uh, ball. Kind of a weird time for him to get his, I think that might be his first or second carry of the game. Yeah, yeah, second. Aquinas only has one timeout left. They're taking some time off the clock here. Second and eight. Rolling out here is going to be TG. TG, pressure coming. Rolls out, now he's going to tuck and go, and he's going to get out of bounds. He's going to gain a few yards, so that won't be a sack. In fact, it'll be a gain of about five. But they wanted a whole lot more than that, and it's going to set up now third and four. Yeah, Dawson Fox did a nice job there applying some pressure from his defensive end position. They had a guy running down the, the middle of the field that had a, a step or two, but uh, because the quarterback had so much pressure, he couldn't, he couldn't rear back and throw it. He couldn't, air, he couldn't air it out that far anyway. So TG gains five when there was actually more out there. So second and we'll call it four. And TG looking to throw and has to scramble. And he's going to be pulled down. Nope, he gets out of it. Pressure comes. They'll make a jump pass, and it's going to be incomplete. Boy, how did he wiggle out of that? That was uh, in the grasp, out of the grasp, and in the grasp of the old uh, NFL quarterback rule. Well, the pressure was there by Logan Vogel. Yeah, it's from his defensive end position. Couldn't quite reel in the quarterback, but, boy, did he disrupt things there. Pass is incomplete, and another fourth down here for David City Aquinas. And the chant and the stomp on the stadium seats here for the defense for St. Paul. The chant of defense. A stop will pretty much seal the doom of the Monarchs. They come in the wing tee. Rolling out is TG. TG's looking to throw. They extend it. He throws it. He loves it out. He's got a man, but it's going to be knocked down and incomplete. Closing on the ball there is going to be Berkby. And Ryland Berkby going to make the play. Yeah, great. He is incomplete. Great effort there uh, by the wide receiver. And Berkby just comes out uh, right at the last second to snatch that one away. It looked like he intercepted it for a second, but uh, the ball trickled out at the end. Uh, great play on the ball. Well, honestly, it's better that he didn't intercept Yeah, save the yardage. And he gained about 25 yards or so. He'll be first and 10 here for St. Paul with 2.33 to go, leading at 25-10. Yeah, one first down ends this thing. Uh, even if you don't get a first down, Aquinas is not going to get the ball back uh, with more than a minute left to go on the clock. Yeah, and then, you, then if you do come back, that is a monumental yeah. one-for-the-ages kind of deal. But take care of business here. The boys in blue will line up in that wishbone formation. Handoff to Larson. And Larson will get to the line of scrimmage, will bull his way forward for a gain maybe of a yard. Depends on the spot here. But a nice, safe little play. Boy, did he. I think he had a third arm on that ball. Yeah. I mean, he was just wrapping that thing up. No gain on the play. And the officials haven't spotted the ball yet, so extra seconds are working in St. Paul's favor at this point. So no gain on the play. We're going to be inside at two minutes to go by the time they break the huddle. Slowly walking up. And now the uh, count. Uh, There's the hand up. So the count starting here. Five seconds left. They snap it with two seconds to go. They hand it to uh, Seward, and Seward goes right up the middle. Has a nice little gain of about eight. And a nice job there. You know, 
just uh, running that counter ISO again, uh, get some positive yards, third and short, first down ends the game. Uh, even, well, the, the game is pretty well in hand already, but uh, this would this would seal it. Yeah, first down absolutely seals things here for St. Paul. Coming in with the play is going to be Tommy Rubaleski who had that great catch in that first quarter. That's really what got things going here for St. Paul. And then they got that running game going. Don't forget our Friday night scoreboard show brought to you by Ruts Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill at the conclusion of our postgame here. And they'll pitch the ball off to Larson. Larson right up the middle, puts his head down, and he's got enough for the first down. He gains four on third and three. And it's kneel down time for St. Paul, the victory formation. First time these two schools have ever gotten together in the postseason, and it's going to go to St. Paul. Probably uh, making their first trip to the state semifinals as well. And they will line up in that victory formation. They are all bunched around their quarterback, Brendan Knapp. The snap, he'll kneel. The clock will roll. They will not need to do that again. And St. Paul will head to the state semifinals. A 25-10 win here at home against one of the preeminent powers in Class C2. And St. Paul... Again, you got to beat somebody to get to the next round. You might as well beat a team that gives you a statement. This is a yeah. statement win. This is uh, their first big game. Uh, I mean, this is a great win for St. Paul. It's good, great game for Coach Fuller and, and uh, how they've turned this program uh, on the uptick here in the last few years. But uh, anytime you beat one of the powers in the playoffs, that uh, you get that extra feeling that this is one of those that these kids, no matter what happens in the next round, They'll always remember beating David City Aquinas. Well, uh, again, a lot of lot of history there, and uh, a coach that's won over 300 games, Ron Minnick, is going to be shaking the hands here of Rusty Fuller here and wishing him the best of luck in the state semifinals. And so your final score in this one, a big win here for for St. Paul, a 25-10 to 10 win. And next up for St. Paul will be, uh, it appears, Oakland Craig, who won today 50-8. to 8 over Donovan Trumbull, so St. Paul will have to travel to Oakland Craig as the three seed will travel to the two seed as the top four seeds have held here in Class C2. But congratulations to the Wildcats, 25-10. to 10. They win it. We'll step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll have the New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery postgame show coming up right after this. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. Where does your money go when you deposit it? At Five Points Bank, the better bank, it stays in our community, works to make our community grow and prosper. Banking with Five Points Bank is the way to keep your money local and help our community grow. Bank with the better bank, your community bank, Five Points Bank. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, 
Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. And welcome back here to St. Paul. Time now for our New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. St. Paul able to uh, hold off David City Aquinas and uh, in impressive fashion, 25 to 10. Let's give you our scoring wrap-up. It began for St. Paul in the first quarter as a beautiful pass by Brendan Knapp connecting with uh, Tommy Roboleski on a 33-yard touchdown strike. Roboleski just looking over his shoulder and making the catch. The extra point was no good. It was 6 to nothing. Aquinas, though, give him some credit. They answered right back. They scored before the end of the quarter as Brian Check hit a 23-yard field goal. Uh, that drive was set up by a good kick return, and it was 6-3, to three, but that was as close as Aquinas was going to get all night. With 9.49 to go in the second quarter, Jackson Seward on the first of a couple of touchdown runs. This one came from nine yards out. The extra point was good. It was 13-3 to at that point, and that's the score we took into halftime. In the third quarter, after a, uh, a four-yard kickoff, short field for David City Aquinas. They marched 44 yards down the field. Kyle Napier on a six-yard run. That made it then 13-10, to and then St. Paul went to work. Answering right back again is Seward, this time on a one-yard run. They had a seven-minute drive that took right at 70 yards, and it was 19-10 to 10 at that point. And then with 10.59 to go in the fourth quarter, Eli Larson capped another long drive with a five-yard run. That made it 25-19. to 19. And then after that, St. Paul was able to play keep away, and they win this game by a final of 25-10. to 10. And again, that is our scoring wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. So a nice win here for uh, St. Paul, making it into the state semifinals. And again, it appears that the seedings may very well hold out throughout here in Class C2. Top-seeded Sutton right now has a 38-21 lead over Battle Creek, and they trailed earlier. That game is in the fourth quarter. Uh, North Bend Central, though, they, they got their hands full with uh, Bancroft, Rosalie, Lyons, Decatur. It is 36-32. That game's in the third quarter, but the four seed right now has the lead. Second seeded Oakland Craig having no problem with Donovan Trumbull. In fact, they got a running clock in the third quarter. Oakland Craig 50, Donovan Trumbull 8. As we said, that game's in the third quarter. And here, St. Paul over Aquinas, 25-10. to In Class C1, we'll get you updated. It is a final. Adam Central, the top seed, with a 17-0 win over Aurora. They appear to be ready to host Pierce. Pierce with a 42-14 lead over Ord. Second-seeded Wahoo rolls over Columbus Scotus, 49-7. That's a final. And in the fourth quarter, 11-seeded Wayne has the lead over Ashland Greenwood, 
to 13 as that game is now entered into the fourth quarter. In Class B, Scotts Bluff with a 35-13 lead over Norris. That's in the fourth. In the third, Grand Island Northwest trailing at uh, against Omaha Roncalli, 34-17. Games being played in Grand Island. Uh, Omaha Scott with the lead over Bennington, 34-13. And Waverly right now is leading Hastings, 28-14. And in Class A, Millard South over Grand Island, 34-24. That is a final. Lincoln Southeast loses to Omaha Westside. The seven seed moves on 35-0 over Southeast. In the fourth quarter, Bellevue West has a 35-0 lead over Burke. And at halftime, Millard West 21-14 over Elkhorn South. That game, as we said, at halftime. In six-man action, Cody Kilgore 57-8 over Arthur County. Okul Junction outscores Eustace Barnum 63-16. And talk about outscoring, second-seeded Harvard 78, Sioux County 72. And they're now in the third quarter where Creek Valley leads McPherson County Stapleton 44-20. to You're updated with all of those scores, and we'll remind you, after our postgame show, we'll have our Friday night scoreboard show brought to you by Rutz Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill. And again, uh, we'll be talking with uh, Rusty Fuller, head coach of St. Paul here in a little bit, and we're going to be able to talk about some pretty good uh, offensive rushing numbers that his team has been able to put together here. I have them for about 275 yards rushing in the football game. That's, uh, you know, you get 275 yards rushing, uh, you think you'd uh, have more than 25 on the scoreboard. So, um, you know, that's kind of surprising, to be honest. I, uh, you felt like St. Paul controlled the whole game, but uh, only being able to put up 25 points on a very, uh, very stout and very well-disciplined uh, David City Aquinas team. So, um, you know, next week, I'm sure, uh, you take 275 uh, yards on the ground. I think Coach Fuller would take that in the semis. Absolutely. Well, let's give you some statistics. We haven't got David City Aquinas uh, all totaled up here yet, but we can give you St. Paul's. Jackson Seward carried the ball 15 times for 73 yards. Brendan Knapp, again, had a couple of sacks in there. Uh, so he finished with uh, three rushes for a negative 11 yards. Trevor Dugan, 10 carries for 47 yards. Eli Larson, 21 carries for 156 yards. So, again, uh, with all that going on, you're looking at about 275 yards on the ground. Brendan Knapp was three out of four in the air, uh, had a touchdown, and had 53 yards passing. So you throw that all together, you're looking at uh, about uh, 325 yards of uh, total offense against a pretty good defense here from David City Aquinas, and they're able to win this one 25-10. to 10. Yeah, that's a... It's a good offensive showing. Um, you know, when you're dealing with a, a program like uh, David City Aquinas, um, you take a win any way you get it, no matter if it's by one or by 15 or by 25. But uh, those types of uh, programs like Aquinas has, you, they don't get blown out, hardly ever. So uh, to be able to throw 300 yards up uh, and get 25 points on the board, uh, I think any team at this point in stage would take 300 yards, 25 points, any round of the playoffs. So. Uh, just a good job by Aquinas kind of hanging in there, um, but it felt like St. Paul had control of, of the game for the most part. Yeah, they, they really did, and uh, I'll have to total up some numbers here on the run, but David City Aquinas uh, did complete two passes for 17 yards total. Uh, throwing the ball was Caleb Teege. He finished with uh, two completions uh, for 17 yards and also had a couple of interceptions in the game, so 17 yards in the air on the uh, ground. Prohaska Carried the ball one time. John Prohasco had one carry for five yards. You got to add that in there as well. Kyle Napier had 10 carries for 35 yards. 
Uh, TG himself had nine carries for 31 yards. Keegan Levicki with three carries for 13 yards. And Zach Pandorf carried the ball 14 times for 52 yards in the game. And uh, i got to do a little adding up here, but they're going to be just a little bit over 100 yards rushing here in the game. Yeah, as uh, they had opportunities early on to uh, kind of really take the lead and take control of this game. They've had the, the short field inside the, uh, the 35-yard line at least three times, I can remember, and plus the kickoff to start the second half that they did score on that drive. So uh, it was a great job by the St. Paul defense, really uh, setting the tone for the whole game. And uh, one of, the, one of the, the good things about Aquinas is that they have a lot of different ball carriers that they give the ball to. But one of the bad things is they don't have a big workhorse that they can rely on to get three, four, five yards when they really need it. So when it came down to uh, situations, they didn't really have that guy that they could just give the ball and know that they are going to get the first down with. So uh, that helped St. Paul out quite a bit is that you don't have to key on anybody. You just have to play sound football. And they were able to do that. 27 carries for Aquinas for 134 yards. And again, you throw in the uh, 17 yards passing. You're looking at just a little bit over 151 yards of total offense for David City Aquinas. And I know if you told Coach Fuller you're going to hold him to 150 yards of office, he would take that seven days a week. Yep, absolutely. That, you know, Great job by their defense all game long. But I think the, they really set the tone early on in the first quarter. Aquinas could have been up 14 to nothing or at least 14 to, to six. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they held them to a missed field goal and a made field goal. So they held them to three points when it could have been 14. They were inside the uh, the 20-yard line there when they were kicking their field goal. So uh, the game was really one. You, you look at the, the offensive stats, and, yes, St. Paul had a great a good offensive showing, but the game was won uh, by St. Paul's defense. Well, St. Paul now will hit the road, and they'll take on Oakland Craig next Friday night. Obviously, we got to figure out what time that will be, and we'll have that for you right here on Power 99. We're going to step away for a moment. Still going to have a chance to talk with uh, Rusty Fuller, head coach here of the Wildcats as they head into the state semifinals. It's St. Paul over Aquinas, 25 to 10. We'll step away for a moment, be able to talk with the coach as we continue with more of the New West Sports Medicine Orthopedic Surgery postgame show coming up right after this. To be a Platte River Prep School sponsor, email digital at platteriverradio.com and find out how you can support your team on platteriverpreps.com. Five stations. 1230 KHIS. Yes, yes. Hastings. KXPN Carney. The Breeze 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. PlatteRiverPreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports, your music. Today's weekly Tri City weather forecast calls for. <laughs> Chills, thrills, and a 100% chance of jaw-dropping action. This is hockey at its finest. This is the Tri-City Storm, all season long at the Viero Center. For tickets to the best game in town, visit stormhockey.com. This Friday, it's college night. $5 tickets with ID plus drink specials. Saturday, honor and salute all active and retired military for Military Appreciation Day. Tickets available at stormhockey.com. Currently, I have children as young as a year old that are working on some feeding and swallowing, problem solving, those basic speech and language areas of articulation and phonology. Those are what most people think of when they think of speech therapy. These children are going to go out into the community and they're going to be able to make a difference and they're going to be able to be independent. When I came to Mary Lanny, there was no pediatric speech therapy program. Our space was very limited, and we've more than outgrown that space. The 
first time a child does something that they've not ever done before, it's so rewarding. All that time and effort, it makes it worthwhile, and it just makes you want to continue to do what you do every single day. My name is Brooke West, speech-language pathologist at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. And welcome back here to St. Paul as the Wildcats win this one by a final of 25 to 10. And kind enough to join us is a very happy Rusty Fuller. Congratulations on the win, Coach. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me up here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where to start. I mean, first of all, you're, I thought your defensive line and your offensive line controlled this football game. Yeah, they've been kind of doing that all year. Uh, we force teams uh, to be one-dimensional on offense. And with our how big our defensive line is, and we have probably some of the best linebacking crew in the, in the state uh, that can fly around and make some plays for us, uh, we wanted to try to get uh, David City where they had to throw the ball, or at least in second and long and third mm -hmm. and long where they weren't comfortable. So uh, we mixed up our fronts on defense. Uh, we showed a five and, and a four. And I think we just tried to keep them guessing as much as possible because they we knew with their systematic offense that they were going to be prepared to play they they had a few short fields but your guys's defense really stepped up i mean it started with the first drive and and they had about three or four possessions inside the 35 yard line they went for it on fourth down about three or four times and you guys were able to shut them down for the most part yeah, that was huge. Uh, our special teams didn't do uh, us any justice tonight. We, we gave them short field all night. And so uh, for our defense to step up like that, um, and especially on those fourth downs, was just huge momentum swing for us. And it gave our kids confidence knowing, okay, we can get the ball going on offense as well. Yeah, uh, and Coach Fuller, you and I, we both know that you play, you play a team like Aquinas. They're always going to be well prepared. They're never going to get blown out. It felt like you guys had control all game, but yet, all of a sudden, we look up and it's 13 to 10. What did you tell yourself? What did you tell the team coming out of that uh, that uh, touchdown of theirs? Or what what did you feel that you had to do to to get? you know to take the, the game back in control yeah we told our kids all week you got to focus on the little things and take it one play at a time you can't get upfield you got to sit you got to spill you got to make sure you do your job and you can't get over hyped on these guys because the minute you get upfield they're going to take advantage of it so we just t try to keep them to hone in on one play at a time and, and making sure that hey adversity is going to happen we've had that happen before uh it's still next play well coach Mulring mentioned when it was cut down to 13 to 10 you guys just went down the field right after that, kept the ball for seven minutes, get a touchdown, and just undo what what they were just able to get against you. I think our offensive line gained some confidence early on, knowing that they could control the line of scrimmage. And then, of course, with Eli Larson and Jackson Seward and Trevor Dugan in our backfield, they were just running really, really hard. We had some penalties that hurt us on uh, our ISO blocking, but uh, our kids were hungry. They knew that they could control the, with the run game, and, and they just kind of showed it tonight. So I was very, very proud of them. Yeah, I, I was talking at uh, halftime. I think Aquinas probably felt bad going in that they had the ball down on your end and only came away with three points. But I don't, I don't know if were you, you probably weren't too happy at halftime either that you guys could have – you had some opportunities and – and your mistakes kept them in the game there for a long time. Absolutely. We told our uh, guys if we can get out of our own way, we would just be fine. And we, we've been doing that all year, whether it be a center quarterback exchange or a penalty. We'd have a big play called back, and that happened to us three or four times tonight. Uh, but just to be able to finish a game and have to overcome all those obstacles uh, is still good for us, but we have to clean it up next week against Oakland Craig. Well, we talked about your defense. I had you – they rushed the ball 27 times, so her and 34 yards. They had 17 yards in passing. They turned it over twice in the air. So you held them to 151 yards of total offense. 
you'll take that next week, won't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think we've been giving up about 138 yards a game, and so uh, we try to stick to that number as much as possible. That's a few more rushing yards I'd like to allow, but as much as they run the ball, that's going to happen. Um, I just think we're going to have to make sure we have a great game plan next week. We're going to enjoy this one, and uh, our boys are hopefully going to be hungry for more. Yeah, you know, uh, you sit there, and uh, no matter what happens next week, uh, a lot of these guys go out and – They'll remember forever. We beat Aquinas, you know, because that's just kind of one of those programs. So you guys are going to have a great emotional high. It's the semis, and you know, uh, you know, just from your your experiences that, you know, it gets it builds, it builds, it builds, and next week, you know, the roof's going to blow off. You you know, you guys are going to have a great crowd there. You know, you guys have had great success uh, through the other sports this year, and then now, you know, football. You guys are the show. It's your turn next week. So. Yeah, uh, it's got to be a great uplifting deal for you guys. Absolutely, like you said, our volleyball team's playing for a state championship tomorrow. Um, so the culture uh, and just the atmosphere around our school is really, really high. Um, I told the kids this was one of my things on my bucket list. I've never been past the quarterfinals as a coach, and so uh, for me, I, I'm enjoying it. But uh, I said, let's take it one step further. I said, why uh, just settle for this? I said, we're we're in the semis. Let's put the best game we can together, and let's go get down to Memorial Stadium. I, I'm curious, which do you think uh, who who played a better game? Your middle linebacker Eli Larson or your running back Eli Larson? Because he had 156 yards running the football and. He played defense like his hair was on fire tonight. Yeah, uh, you know, I think Eli is a Division One linebacker. Um, he, he hasn't, he's been getting a little looks, but uh, he's just such a worker, and he's such a great kid. He wants to be good. And so every time he's at practice, he, he's always got a smile on his face. Uh, he loves to just try to run people over, uh, and that's how, that's just his mentality. So, uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me to see the 156. I know he's edging close to 2,000 on the year. And he just flies around and makes plays, and our kids feed off of him. And so it's great to have him. Well, it's a pretty good guy to feed off of, Coach. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, keep him rolling next week. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you later. Rusty uh, uh, Fuller with a great effort tonight, both sides of the ball here. And St. Paul wins this one by a final score of 25-10. to 10. And so they have now earned a all-expense-paid trip to go to Oakland Craig. Oakland Craig with a 50-16 to 16 win over Donovan Trumbull. So it'll be uh, uh, St. Paul taking on Oakland Craig here in the state semifinals with a trip to the state finals on the line next Friday night. And we'll have that game for you on Power 99. And uh, we alluded to it uh, during the uh, interview as well. The volleyball team has the opportunity to come away with a state championship tomorrow as well. So this could be some really some special times here in St. Paul. Yeah, you know, you, you, they've got it rolling uh, right now. And uh uh, you know, shout out to the volleyball team tomorrow. Good luck to them. You know, the Poppert girls are an old family friends, so uh, wishing them the best luck. Um, but then you got uh, the football team. They're doing great things, and we already mentioned cross country had a good season as well. So, uh, you know, the environment, uh, they're going to – all the kids in this school are going to remember the, these three, four weeks for a long time. Yeah, the reunions for years to come yeah. here in, in St. Paul are going to be talking about uh, 2019 and into 2020. And especially if they can pick up two more wins here in football. And there's no reason to think that they can't get her done because they rolled today. They look very good. Had some mistakes, but they look very good. And they just were the better football team yeah, tonight, no question about it, against David City Aquinas, 25-10 or final. Yeah, the good teams overcome mistakes. Uh, even though you have them, they're still hustle, hustle plays. And 
you know, mistakes happen, but the, the good teams, the really good ones, don't let them bother. Yeah, absolutely not. Well, thanks so much for joining us. I'm Randy Bushcutter, Scott Mulring. Again, thanks for the help, my friend. Oh, yeah. And uh, our engineer back in the studio is Cannon Raff. We mentioned it before, but we'll say it again. Your final score, it is St. Paul moving on to the state semifinals with a 25-10 win over David City Aquinas. I'm Randy Bushcutter. Thanks for joining us. Our Friday night scoreboard coming up next. Good night, everybody. The proceeding has been a Platte River Radio Classic Hits Power 99 Sports Production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit PlatteRiverPreps.com.
This is a Platte River Radio sports presentation on Power 99 KKPR Kearney, 1230 AM KHAS Hastings, and always worldwide online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. The games are ending. The scores are coming in. This is the Ruts and Rivals Scoreboard Show, powered by PlatteRiverPreps.com. Featuring wrap-ups by our Platte River Radio broadcast teams, timely interviews, and of course, results from all the games. The Ruts and Rivals Scoreboard Show starts now. everyone you're tuning into the ruts and rivals scoreboard show for this friday edition quarterfinals class a b c1 c2 and d6 well scores are coming in we got some finals but we still got games going on but here's what we got here and we're going to start off in class a currently in the third quarter number one seed miller west leads at number nine seed oakhorn south 21 to 14 in the fourth quarter omaha burke is currently getting shut out by bellevue west 48 to nothing the final, number seven seed Omaha Westside upsets number two seed Lincoln Southeast, 35 to nothing. And Grand Island falls to Millard South, 34 to 24. In Class B, currently in the fourth quarter, Scotts Bluff leads Norris, 42 to 13. In the fourth quarter as well, Omaha Runcali leads GI, GI Northwest, 41 to 17. The final here, number two seed Omaha Scott defeats number seven seed Bennington, 41 to 14. And in the fourth quarter, Waverly currently leads Hastings 48-14. In Class C1, number one seed Adam Central blanks number nine seed Aurora 17-0. Ord falls to number four seed Pierce 49-21. Columbus Scotus drops to Wahoo 49-7. And number 11 seed Wayne upsets number three seed Ashlyn Greenwood 28-13. In Class C2, number one seed Sutton Defeats number 8 seed Battle Creek, 44-28. Currently in the fourth quarter, North Bend Central and BRLD, BRLD are currently tied at 46 apiece. Number 2 seed Oakland, Oakland Craig dominated number 7 seed Donovan Trumbull, 50-16. And the game you heard here on KKPR, St. Paul, David City, Aquinas with St. Paul coming out on top, 25-10. to In Class D6, Number one seed Cody Kilgore dominated number eight seed Arthur County, 57-8. Eustace Farm falls in McCool Junction, 63-16. Number two Harvard squeezes by number seven seed Sioux County, 78-72. And currently in the fourth quarter, number 11 seed McPherson County Stapleton currently trails number three seed Creek Valley, 52-28. Well, we're going to take a quick break here on the Reds and Rivals Scoreboard Show. When we come back, we'll have wraps and more scores for you. This is the Ruts and Rivals Scoreboard Show here on Classic Hits, Power 99 and 1230 AM, KHAS. Whatever the Midwest weather brings, you can rely on a York comfort system to keep your home comfortable all year. York systems are smarter, more connected, and more efficient than ever before, cutting your energy costs by as much as 50%. Plus, all York residential products have some of the best warranties in the industry. Your York Midwest dealer is Ruts Heating and Air in Hastings and Kearney. Go to rutsheating.com, proudly serving the entire Tri-City area. Learn how you can move up to a new line of comfort and efficiency for your home. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring 
automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Uh, ten. There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. The big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. This is a legit product. The key ingredient is testophen, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. No problem. You just got to send them a text. Text TAP to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Nugenics samples are not available in stores, so text TAP to 42424 right now. Text TAP to 42424. That's TAP to 42424. The Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month presented by B&B Carpet in Donovan recognizes outstanding high school athletic achievement. One female and one male athlete will be chosen at the beginning of the month for the prior month's athletic achievements. The winners will be featured on PlatteRiverPreps.com and receive a Preps t-shirt and commemorative certificate. Fans are encouraged to submit their nominations on PlatteRiverPreps.com. Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month, presented by B&B Carpet in Donovan. The Kearney Y is an amazing place that brings people from all over our community together that would otherwise never meet. It's about opportunities for all, and that is made possible for our community because of our military members, families, and veterans and their service. As a thank you to all military members, their families, and our veterans, every Monday in November, we invite you to come to the Kearney Y at no charge. If you join, we will also waive the joint fee. Our community is growing. And that wouldn't be possible without your service to our country. From all of us at the Kearney Family Y, thank you for your service to our country in the past today and in the future and we're back here on the ruts and rivals school show besides quarterfinals it's also the 2019 nsa state volleyball championships day one was yesterday day two today and championship saturday is tomorrow and well this is currently how championship saturday is looking in Class A, Gretna, the Gretna Dragons punch their ticket, and they will take on the winner between Papillion La Vista South or Lincoln Pius. In Class B, Omaha Scott punches their ticket, fifth straight finals appearance, and they'll take on the winner of Waverly or Duchesne, which is currently in set three, tied at 21 apiece. In Class C1, you heard their football team, they're going to the semifinals, but St. Paul, who lost their first set all year, in the second round, has punched their ticket, and they will take on Lincoln Lutheran at 3 p.m. at at Bob at 3 p.m. In class C2, Hastings Saint Cecilia was going to take on Grand Island Central Catholic. Class D1, Fremont Bergen matches up with Dillardell, and in class D2, Humphrey Saint Francis matches up with BDS. And so far, that is how Championship Saturday is looking for the 2019 NSA State Volleyball Championships. We'll try to get you, keep you updated on the other two scores when those games become final. And, well, let's jump back to some scores here. We got a few more updates. In Class A, Millard West has tacked on seven more, and they currently lead 28-14 in the third quarter. Still no final in Bellevue, in Bellevue as Bellevue West currently leads Omaha Burke 48 to nothing. Omaha Westside blanks Lincoln Southeast 35 to nothing. Grand Island Falls to Miller South, 34 to 24. 
in Class B. Still no score update in the fourth quarter, but Scotts Bluff currently has a 42-13 lead in the fourth quarter as well. GI Northwest currently trails Omaha Roncalli 41-17. Number two seed Omaha Scott defeats Bennington 41-14. And a final in Class B, number three seed Waverly defeats Hastings 48-14. In Class C1, Adams Central blanks Aurora 17-0. Ord falls to Pierce 49-21. Number two seed Wahoo dominated Columbus Scotus 49-7. And number 11 seed Wayne upsets number three seed Ashland, Ashland Greenwood. In class C2, number one seed Sutton with the with the early, with the second half comeback defeats Battle Creek 44-28. Here's another big score update in Class C2. North Bend Central has added on seven more and currently leads 53-46 to 46 over BRLD. That game is in the fourth quarter. Number two seed Oakland Craig dominated Donovan Trouble 50-16. And if you are here on KKPR not too long ago with Randy Bushcutter with St. Paul, David City, Aquinas, St. Paul came in on top 25-10. But we got a recap, and this is what Randy had to say about the game. The St. Paul Wildcats will go for a state championship tomorrow in volleyball, and they'll also go for a trip to the finals in the semifinals next Friday night as they're able to eliminate David City Aquinas 25-10 to here in St. Paul. It started off rather poorly for St. Paul. They gave up the short field to Aquinas. They missed the field goal, and then they went to work as quarterback Brendan Knapp hit Tommy Roboleski on a 33-yard touchdown pass a beautiful catch by Roboleski. It was six to nothing. And again, another miscue set up in a short field again for Aquinas. But again, the Wildcat defense stiffens and gave up only a 23-yard field goal for Brian Check. It was six to three late in the first quarter. And St. Paul, from that point on, began to exert their will on the offensive line as Jackson Seward cashed in on a long drive to make it 13-3 to with 9.49 to go in the first quarter. And that was also a halftime score. An errant kickoff, another special teams mistake, gave Aquinas the short field. They used that momentum to score a six-yard touchdown run by Kyle Napier to make it 13-10. to And then St. Paul went on a seven-minute long drive to answer right back as Seward again ran it in for the touchdown, this time from one yard out. It was 19-10 at that point, late in the third quarter. And in their ensuing drive, they marched right down the field as Eli Larson taps it with a five-yard run to make it 25-10. to They had another successful drive, eating time off the clock in the fourth quarter, and St. Paul wins this one 25-10. to Mentioned Larson scoring the last points of the game. He had an outstanding day on both sides of the football. He ran for 156 yards on 21 carries. He led the team in tackles, and they were able to knock Aquinas off of their potent running attack as they were able to make eight different tackles for losses and three more tackles for no gain through the contest and held David City Aquinas going 0 for 4 on fourth down conversions in the game. And that really was the defense. The difference was the defense for St. Paul and the running of Eli Larson. But again, Jackson Stewart did have a couple of touchdowns. He ran for 73 yards as well. And the fullback, Trevor Dugan, in that wishbone, also ran for 47 yards. So 275 yards running the football here for St. Paul. And they were able to hold David City Aquinas to about 150 yards of total offense. 
So the Wildcats will make it into the state semifinals next Friday night. You'll be able to hear the game right here on Power 99. Once again, our final score, it was St. Paul over Aquinas, 25 to 10. For the Friday Night Scoreboard Show, I'm Randy Bushcutter. And that was Randy Bushcutter with the St. Paul David City Aquinas recap. And in volleyball, a final in Class A, Papillion the Vista South with a 25-23 win over Lincoln Pius to complete the sweep, and they will move on to the Class A final versus Gretna. The only other score we need that needs to come to a final in Class B is the Waverly-Duchesne game. But let's continue on our football scores here for round here for high school football in class in class d6 number one seed cody kilgore dominated number eight seed arthur county 57-8 eustace farnham falls mccool junction 63-16 number two seed harvard dominated sioux county 78-72 and still in the fourth quarter but we do have a score update creek valley adds eight adds eight more currently leads 58-28 how the brackets are currently looking as of now, in the semifinals, Bellevue West will take on the winner of Miller West, Elkhorn South. Miller South is going to match up with Omaha West Side. In Class B, the winner of the Scotts Bluff Norris game is going to take on the winner of Omaha Rancali or GI Northwest. And Waverly and Omaha Scott will match up. In Class C1, Adams Central is going to take on Pierce. Wayne matches up with Wahoo. C2, Sutton's going to take on the winner of BRLD, North Bend Central, which has been one of the best games going on in today's Friday action, so we'll keep a close eye on that one. And in D6, Cody Kilgore matches up as McCool Junction, and Harvard takes on the winner of Creek Valley or McPherson County Stapleton. But at this moment, it looks like it could go for McPherson County Stapleton. So we're going to take another quick break here on the Rutten Rival Scoreboard Show. When we come back, we'll have some more updated scores and some more wraps for you. This is the Rutten Rebels Scoreboard Show here on Power 99 and 1230 AM KHAS. Rivals Bar and Grill is a proud sponsor of all area athletes, teams, and coaches. Get to Rivals every day for lunch specials starting at $7.99. Friday night, come in hungry for a surf and turf special for only $14.99. Don't forget to call in and book their party room for graduation or any special event. Rivals is open daily at 11. Rivals Bar and Grill in Hastings. Join the Rivals team. Osborne Drive East in Hastings. Best of luck, teams. I'm Elvis. Santa's head elves. You may have heard that Christmas is coming soon this year. That's because Thanksgiving is coming later. Well, it's very complicated as to why, but the distance between Thanksgiving and Christmas disappears faster than a snowball on the 4th of July. Coincidentally, ShopWheelerDealer.com has already started the shopping season with the stocking stuffer sale. Shop local, say big, during the stocking stuffer sale at ShopWheelerDealer.com through November 30th. How great would it be if you could get a yard sign, a banner, poster decals, or cut letters for your vehicle from someone you know? Copycat Printing and Carney says, come on in. Copycat is all that and your printing headquarters. Their professional, friendly design staff will help you with everything from the start to the finish of your job. No more hoping you get what you ordered. You know you will. Copycat Printing, more than just excellent printing and copies. Thank you for keeping our community thriving by shopping local and shopping Copycat for the last 30 years. 
Busy family, pets, kids, active lifestyle? Then you need to shop Jacoby. Carpet One during our exclusive Relax It's Lees rebate event. Get up to $500 back on pet-friendly, stylish and durable Lees carpet. The only carpet with a 25-year, no exclusion stained warranty. Stop in our showrooms in Hastings and Kearney and earn up to $500 in manufacturer's rebates and take advantage of special financing during Jacoby Carpet One's Relax It's Lees rebate event now through November 24th. At Platinum things just keep getting better with huge incentives on all new Ford, Lincoln, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, and Rams. Rebates and discounts to $12,000 on select Ford and Ram trucks. Our best selection of pre-owned ever, competitive pricing, and great financing deals. Stop by and see why great deals happen here. Sales, service, finance, collision, parts, and tires. The only thing you need to know is Platinum beautiful downtown Lexington, Platinum top of the hill, Kearney, Nebraska, 24-7, Platinum and we're back here on the Ruts and Rivals Scoreboard Show. Well, if you haven't noticed, D1 or D2 hasn't been said. Those games took on Wednesday, and well, this is how the D1 D2 brackets were looked up. Number one seed Cambridge dominated Neely Oakdale 62 to 14. Burwell upsets Elm Creek 50 to 13. Dunning County Stratton hangs on to beat Fullerton 20 to 18. Sutherland Falls Arcadia Loop City 72 to 14. And in the East bracket, number one seed Howes Dodge dominated number 18 Lutheran High Northeast 56 to 22. Creighton Falls and number four seed Osceola High Plains 46 to 32. Number 7 seed Cross County upsets number 2 seed BDS 20-6. And number 11 seed Tri-County upset number 3 seed Elmwood Murdoch 68-8. In class, in class D2 in the West Bracket, number 8 seed Overton upsets number 1 seed Garden County 36-12. Central Valley ends Elwood's magical season and defeats the, the Pirates 50-24. The Kennesaw Blue Devils falls to the Pleasanton Bulldogs 27-14. Twin Loop defeats Mullen 36-14. And in the East Bracket, number one seed Humphrey St. Francis dominated Lawrence Nelson 60-14. Johnson Brock falls to Plainview 36-28. Bloomfield dominated Hardington Newcastle 50-20. And Clarkson Lee drops to Falls City Sacred Heart 56-6. How the class... D quarterfinals are looking like Howes Dodge matches up with Osceola High Plains. Tri-County takes on Cross County. Cambridge matches with Burwell. And Arcadia Loop City matches with Dundee County Stratton. That was the D1 quarterfinals and then D2 quarterfinals. Overton matches with Central Valley. Twin Loop takes on Pleasanton. Humphrey St. Francis takes on Plainview. Ball City Sacred Heart matches with Bloomfield. D1 and D2 games will be in action next Tuesday, November 12th. And, well, it looks like we might have a wrap for it. It's in the C1. It was the Adam Central Aurora game. It was Adam Central coming on top, 17-0. But our friends over at KICS, Mike Spataro, was on the call. And, well, this is what Mike had to say about the game. Mike Spataro here at Aurora High School for the Class C1 quarterfinals between the Adams Central Patriots who are came into this game at 10 and 0 on the season. The Aurora Huskies came in at 8 and 3, of course Aurora, the defending Class C1 state champions, and it was a defensive battle here tonight. It started off with a 3 and out for the Aurora Huskies. 
kind of been the story of the night here for Aurora and the Adams Central defense. And then the Patriots would get the ball, go on a 12-play drive. That was capped off by a 24-yard touchdown run by Evan Johnson to make our score 7 to nothing. And then the next Patriot possession, after another 3-and-out by Aurora, they wouldn't move the ball as well, and then it would turn into a turnover on downs as on fourth and long, the Patriots lined up to punt the ball. The snap was bad. It was bobbled, picked up by the punter, and then he was sacked in the backfield for a loss there. So the Huskies would take over inside of the Patriot 20-yard line, and the Patriots' defense would once again come up big. They would force a turnover on downs of their own, and then after that it would turn into a 10-play drive for the Patriots. That was capped off by a 28-yard field goal by Tyler Slecta to make it 10 to nothing, and that would be our score at halftime with the Patriots. Starting with the ball in the third quarter, they go on a 10-play drive. That was 